everybody. Welcome again to another episode of the Sacred Icon Halo podcast, where we talk all things Halo, but sometimes get a little spicy. If you're listening to this, you're tuning in to Oddball, where we talk about things outside of the Halo universe. Brian is again on Respawn, so joining with me today are two awesome people. Justin, back again from our retrospective, another Halo episode. And, for the first time, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? What's up? Excited to be here. Heck yeah. What's going on, Justin? Uh, not much. Just enjoying the day so far. All right. Cool, cool. So, I've decided uh, it would just be kind of fun for us to do a top 10 list of our favorite games of all time, because uh, I like top 10 lists, and everyone's is always super different. And, mine's always changing, so, I mean, yeah, we already kind of talked about that. Yeah, so. All right, so. I'm just going to kick it off, and then I'll pass it to you, Justin, and then Jeff, and we'll just circle back around. So we're going to go from the, the 10 up to the first one, okay? Sound good? Okay. So my top 10, man, it's going to be, t- this was super tough because I got a couple honorable <laughs> mentions. We might save them for the end of the episode. Super tough. Yeah. So Lord of the Rings, The Third Age, did either of you guys ever play that game? The Third Age, I did not know. This was an RPG. It was turn-based. Kind of like Final Fantasy. What no. system was this on? X- OG Xbox and PlayStation 2. Uh, nope. I played several I, Lord of the Rings games, but that one is not okay. I, I think I played the Fellowship one. Yes, that one was based off the book. Did you beat okay. it? No. You played I, that too, I didn't you? The, yeah, you start off as Frodo. Yeah. I remember like you walk uh you're walking through like the haunted woods and there are trees that move and shift and they like have faces. Yep. Then yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a long I think I rented that from the movie store. Yep. You know, that's how long ago that was. I remember getting that free with like a bunch of trade ins with get I traded in so many games at GameStop and I got that free along with some other I think it was Return of the King. But that one I didn't know was based off the book, and I played through it. I had no idea what was going on. And then yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was. It was weird, but but it was super cool game. game. But anyway, Third Age I really liked because it's they based it off like Final Fantasy X, so it literally follows that same kind of structure and, and like the, the same turn base. It's literally copy pasted. But the interesting thing about it is because EA had the license at the time, they couldn't. Uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase it, they couldn't do things outside of the movie events so like they could only do what stuff was in the movie or mentioned in the movie so like you're following the fellowship throughout the entire game you're just behind them and at certain points you catch up so it's weird like when you fight the balrog you're literally there with gandalf on the bridge oh really yeah like the party yeah so it was turn-based combat and it had characters that were sort of like generic versions of like all the ones in the movie so you'd have like a an arwen type girl or an aragorn type dude that's kind of like what's like, happening with Sony and Marvel right now, how they can only, with the new Spider-Man movie, yeah. they can only reference what's already Did happened. Did you see or, the new trailer for Morbius? Um, I or did, the and trailer, then I, should I say. forgot all about it. Yeah, well, because it has it, Michael Keaton. I, yeah. Is, and Walter. he was in, yeah. So I the, just saw Jared Leto, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you think it looks kind of good, right? Or so I think so it'll so. be all right. I, I, I don't know if we'll go to the movie theaters to see it, yeah, but I'm I think it's... the same way. I want I'm excited to see it. I thought it was going to be a Spider-Man movie, not a Morbius movie. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Spider-Man. I mean, that'd be cool if he came right, those, but re- I don't... Real quick. Mm-hmm. So, Sony is trying to backdoor their way into the MCU, and they, they've been doing it with Venom as well. 
this is really really off topic so just just no you're good just, go with they're, it they're, they're I really trying it. to backdoor their way into the mcu that's what they did with venom yeah venom is not officially a part of the mcu but because of all the stuff with the, the spider-man agreement they have like, they're just trying to get a, a part of that like a slice of that pie yeah they're trying um, to cash in right now and, and they, they, it gives them more like legal rights and stuff like that I, I believe in the future if certain things happen that's what they're pushing for because they themselves are burning things down the drain over at sony pictures I wonder if they're almost trying to do like a Sinister Six thing, like build up like six individual villain movies and then kind of like go into a, like have their own Spider-Man. A and Sinister then, Six, yeah, reveal, something yeah. like that. But yeah, back on back on topic though. Yes, I love that game because it 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 reminded me of the events of the movies, which is what made me fall in love with Lord of the Rings. And but it did explore little tiny elements outside of the movies, like maybe areas they mentioned and stuff like that. But the the most crazy thing about it was at the very end. You go from Pelennor Fields, where there's the huge battle, and remember in Return of the King, where there's the ghosts, and they all come on there, and the yeah. field and everything. So you go from that battle fighting down there, and you just teleport. The next battle, you're on top of, I can't I can't think of what the tower is called, but you're literally fighting the Eye of Sauron. Like, oh, really? Literally, it was ridiculous. Like you're fighting it, yeah. the Eye? Yeah, you're literally going up, going up, running up with the sword, and just attacking it, or shooting it with a bow, or casting spells at it, and then it just ends. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so the ending was super super underwhelming but overall it was a really good game I I, I I love it so much but Justin what's yours man my number 10 yeah. top favorite game of all time yeah let's hear it alright so I just want to put it into perspective for people that are listening that there are only so many experiences somebody can have in their life um, I haven't played every game I'm sorry my favorite games aren't your games and everything you know it it eh. So, with that being said, um, I'm going to pick a game that is not that great a game in retrospect. This is kind of roasting the glasses, and I have to go based off of my experiences as I played them and, and you know, where I was. And no, that's totally fair. I mean, I think yeah. I think uh, that nostalgia definitely plays a part in my yeah. top ten list. You can definitely go back and replay a lot of games, and it just doesn't hold up. Yeah. Um, I didn't even write this one down on my list, but just talking about Spider-Man... Um, I gotta put uh, the Spider-Man game for PS1? PlayStation, PlayStation One. The first not, one, yeah, not Spider-Man Two on the original Xbox or something like that, but that that Spider-Man game where you had like all these crazy, you know, things happen. You had Doc Ock Carnage being chasing you. Yep. Remember that, like how hard that was running yeah. towards the camera. You had. Uh, 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 Black Cat was in that game. Black I remember Cat. you had Stan Lee narrating the beginning of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was amazing. Yeah. I had. I had this demo disc of that, and it was just like one of those yeah. PlayStation ones you'd get, and it had several other games on it. And I played that first mission over and over and over and over and over. Oh my god! And I, I always played it in the back of my mind because I was like, maybe the rest of the game will unlock if I keep playing it, <laughs> <laughs> so, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, that was a good game. It was yeah. a really good game, and after you beat it, you could play as a oh the all Green the, Goblin. Yeah, and all the unlockable costumes. Well, was that the movie get? game, or was that the actual first one? I, I can't know. remember. I don't, I don't remember that. The first, the very first Spider-Man game. I know it was. I think that was the movie game one. Are those different then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like okay. these. This is the very like. Well, that one was. That was Xbox. It was Xbox PS2. Yeah. There's know. been a ton. Yeah. I think. I think. I know what you're talking about. I it's think that's what it is. The first 3D Spider-Man game, I believe there was. Yeah. I think yeah, you're right. On the PlayStation One, and it, it. You go back now. It's just all like blocks on top of blocks that are colors. Yeah. It's terrible. In my head, I see. It, the game literally ends though with like the Punisher and Daredevil. Daredevil was in it, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
and all these characters, and they're all sitting playing a card game. Yep. Thing, all these I remember rough, that. Rough, oh my gosh. Grizzled, you know, people in there that, you know, someone's like, do you have this? No. Go fish. They're playing go fish. Not poker. <laughs> you know what's something. funny is, I remember that was developed by Neversoft, and that was like around that time that they did like Tony Hawk. Do you yes. remember? I think Pro, did you play the Tony Hawk games? Oh yeah. Yeah, so to, Pro Skater 2 had Spider-Man as an unlockable character. I think the third one had Darth Maul and Wolverine. I don't even know how they got Darth Maul <laughs> looking back on that. Oh my god, yeah. 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 Rest in peace, Neversoft. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We'll never be hard again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, I loved the the first Spider-Man game. It was super, super good. I remember you could unlock, like you said, all the costumes. And, dude, all the costumes were super great. I remember they had this one called the Amazing Bag. Yes! Man. Yep. I, it was like Baghead or Bagman. That Fantastic Four. Yeah. And, yeah, and that was like, dude, that was that was awesome. I didn't even know what he was from. Like, I just assumed it was from Fantastic Four because of the, the gear, but I didn't yep. know that he had, like, joined them for a little bit. So that was pretty cool. But anything else you want to say on that one? No, that's that's pretty much. It. I just have super a, good game. That was, yeah, it was again. If you go back and play it, maybe it won't hold up. But I as a kid does. playing that, I, I so so much so much joy. The second one I remember too, Enter Electro. Like I, that was good, but I remember I think they had some issues when it was like first coming out because I think in the background or no in the game the boss battle I think took place around the the trade center, World Trade Center, and then oh that around gosh. the time that game came out was when all that stuff had gone on. They had to delay it take that stuff out or something so it wasn't so much controversy as it was like it caused a delay in it but like yeah i remember there was something about that and it just kind of like coded that game it's just kind of like associated with it so yeah but uh, the first one super good yeah i didn't do my laundry or chores or something so i didn't get the second game (laughs) (laughs) you were a bad boy all right jeff what about you man what's yours yeah and also just to preface you know or preface that uh these games are, you know, my opinion, and like you had said too, they're always changing. You yes. know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, Just like my Star Wars ranks. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll go ahead with uh, my number 10 will be Hunter the Reckoning. Ah, we were just talking about this on yeah. the way out. That's cool. I, would, I would honestly put the whole uh, like franchise together, you know what yeah. I mean? But I'll say the first one would be my most favorite because uh, that really got me into Xbox. That's how we got our first Xboxes because we used to play it as a family with my uh, my old uh, step-aunt, basically, you know? Okay. And we played it so much that we begged her to bring over her Xbox all the time. She ended up buying us our own. That's awesome. And a That's copy cool. of Because that of game. Hunter. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, Hunter, too, because a lot yeah. of people had it for, like, Halo and like KOTOR, Morrowind even. Yours was Hunter the Reckoning. Hunter That's the Reckoning. Cool. Do you yep. remember that game? I only played the demo of that uh, at my grandpa's house. Oh, okay. It did. Man, it's weird. I kind of miss demo discs, but yeah. Oh, it was it amazing. On one? Did it have like a bunch of different ones or on it? I think there was a couple different ones. It, used to, it was uh, OXM, I believe it was called. Oh Xbox yeah, Magazine. that's right. Like a they had the disc yeah. and with every issue. That's right. Back when you know internet was still slow and you only way you could get like demos. Hey, wait, do they even do demos anymore? Kind I, of. I guess Resident Evil had a one shot demo or whatever, but. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think because like. That was before too. I think Xbox Live launched in 2002 or three. Yeah, and I think they, I remember the sports games were called the XSN or like Xbox Sports Network or something like that. So <laughs> like, I think Hunter was like 2001, 2002. Does that sound right? It was okay. really early, yeah. Yeah, and you like still an amazing game, really right. dark theme. You know what I yeah. mean with the uh, vampires and where. And it was four player like co-op. Right? Yeah, it was four player co-op. You you all share the same screen, but yeah. it was amazing. Like my entire family would sit down and play that. Oh, so for real? so many times that. My step aunt got tired of us using her Xbox and like were us begging her to leave it there. You yeah. know what I mean? That she ended up buying us her own for Christmas. But yeah, Hunter the Reckoning and then the PlayStation Two version was 
Wayward, and then the third one is uh, Redeemer, which is oh. they're all they're all great in their own ways. But yeah. yeah, the second one is like a prequel, and then the third one is a is a sequel. So. Okay. But yeah, they're all super good. I beat them all, you know, uh, the first and second one over and over again. So yeah. they're all pretty amazing. And yeah, that that's my number 10. For if sure. you could like, like in the list of like hypothetical remakes that you could get out of like games, like oh. would that be like at near the top somewhere, if not oh. the top? As long as they, well, okay, I'm really tired of all the remakes and reboots that we have gotten. Yeah, but totally if they fair. were to remake one, you know, I wouldn't even mind a digital remaster or something like that, of all three, because I think they're good in their own way. Like in the one gameplay. package or something? Yeah, That'd be you cool. know what I mean? And yeah. release it to all the consoles and stuff, because people should re-experience that. It was a, it was a great game, great couch yeah. co-op game, you know what I mean? Yeah, with absolutely. A, with a super dope story. Like if, so. they, if they just did, if they didn't even do a remake per se, but just did a remaster. Like, oh, so yeah, it's available. I'd be all for it. Yeah, dude, I'm I just, would totally get that too. Do I'm you, so over remakes at this point. I get so. it, oh, it's God, fair. Yeah. I, there's some I'm definitely excited for, obviously, like Xavier. We're all excited for Final Fantasy Resident Evil 7. Yeah, but that's even a reimagining. That's true. That's well. that's a huge. Yeah, that's. I don't. There's like what remaster, then you have remake, then probably a reimagining or a reimagining. Re- yeah, yeah, and reboot somewhere. Well, also with Re- Final Fantasy 7, like the whole country of Japan is, you know, hyped to attend. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like their whole nation is, you know, all about oh, yeah, that yeah. game. So what were you gonna say, Justin? Oh, uh, I uh, nothing. <laughs> well, did you play Hunter the Reckoning at all? Just the demo disc. I, oh god! But you never played just, it. But did you like what you played of it? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, it, I didn't ever expect to think of that game again. To be honest, though, we okay. were even talking about. You were talking about maybe purchasing it so we could sit down and play it one time. Yeah, that would be amazing. Dude, yeah, it'd be so much fun. It's, it has a really good story. It's really good. Uh, really cool combat. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you're basically like. Uh, Vampire hunters, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you play as uh, one dude that like a crossbow. I remember. Yeah, he was a like a priest. He, he was father. I can't remember his name, but he was a father. And then uh, you also there was a, a cop, a female cop who was okay. there at the city that you play as a biker, and a uh, a Chinese girl who her she was a martyr was her like special ability. So she sacrificed her health to do more damage. It was really cool, mystical type. Yeah, because I, I think I told you this a while back, but I remember playing it with I think Eric and friend Nate. And we had rent. This was like back when we didn't have Xbox Lives. This is back around the time I think the game was still new. And we went to, I think, it was family video and we rented it. And I, I had it was a boring experience because I can't remember the character Nate had, but he was just like running, running and gunning. gunning. Yeah. And I was like with my crossbow trying to stay back, and he was just just running through the level, just mowing them down. And I was like, well, I'll just. <laughs> Run in the back here for moral support. This yeah. is this is fun, but it, it was super fun. It was yeah, it's a really good game. <laughs> yeah. So the characters like get uh, powers associated to them when the evil like takes over the city or whatever. They're yeah. basically chosen with like what their personality was. You know, okay. I mean? that's how they get, get imbued with their abilities, which is kind of cool. They're kind of like was it? chosen ones basically. How many hours was that? You think in terms of like. Well, you could like, you could run through it really quickly, but I would say it's like eight to ten hours, but you could probably get through it in five if you That's know, not bad if you know the story and the, where to go. There's like side missions, you know what I mean? But yeah. each one's like a, like there's like ten levels, and uh, if you know where to go, it's super quick, super easy. But, okay. uh, totally off subject, but this totally reminds me of it. Um, did you ever play the Evil Dead games? We He and I were talking about this at work not too long ago. So, yeah. Which yeah. one? Did you play both of them? Well, I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know there's more than two, but I mean the ones that were on the Xbox. There's more than two. Oh, uh, there was Hail to the King on Dreamcast, and I, I think I PS1. One. Didn't play that one either. You didn't either, right? No. 
a fistful of boomstick I still have here somewhere actually. Yep. Oh really? Um, nice. I didn't beat it. I didn't. I wanted to beat it. I got to. Uh, I, I want to say like over halfway. Okay. It felt like I got into some town and that was as far as I got. I, I would love to beat that someday, but there's just uh, there's so many other things to do. There's too many games. There's games that are coming out. There's games that I have in my backlog that I bought because he knows I buy them and I don't oh, play yeah. them for well, a long time. Well, I've been getting into the habit as well. And so. then there's games I still need to finish. There's games I want to replay. And yeah. there's games that people recommend to me. Just not enough yeah. hours in the day. Um, Re- Regeneration, though, I've only played a bit of that. I've played maybe like the first two or three levels, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there was definitely some interesting like, artifacts left over because it was a port from the... Last time I played it was on the 360, and like the lighting was weird. It was, it was like it was like boxy. Like you yeah. can see like the polygons of the light. Yeah. So it, there was weird things huh. like that because it was a port. Okay. So. Huh. Just engine issues. Pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I beat Fistful of Boomstick, and then I remember moving on to Regeneration, and I liked it ten times more. But I never <laughs> beat it. I never got past like the first level or area or whatever. Yeah. But did you play them? No, I haven't okay. played them, but I watch like uh, you know Cinemasker and stuff like that, like their reviews and stuff like that. Okay. Them, so. Okay. Okay. Well, huge yeah. Evil Dead fan too. So. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah did, you, was... did you watch Ash vs. Evil Dead? Oh yeah. He's watched Twice. them. I haven't yet. I have, I've, I've been trying to get this guy to watch it. I'm not sure if I finished the series or not. There's a third season just out on Netflix. It came out like uh, four or five months ago. I feel so. like I, I I got stars to watch it, and I can't. I feel like I finished it, and I was just like, oh okay. And then I have no recollection of the third season at all. Of yeah. How it ended. Yeah. Man. Uh, but yeah, those were super good because I, I told him that you got me into those. You, we had come over that one time years ago and we watched them. Like all th- didn't we watch all three of them? Or was it just the first two? No, dude. We went to your – that was back yeah, when you were living with your dad the trailer. In, in Burlington. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were over there that one night. Yeah. We, did we watch all three or was it just the first we two? We watched the first one and the second one. The third one I'd already seen. I'm not sure if you watched the third one. Okay, maybe I watched that separately. Because I remember I bought them after and then I like checked out If Chins Could Kill, that Bruce Campbell <laughs> yeah. book. Oh yeah. my god. So. Uh, note to the audience, uh, if you have not seen Evil Dead 2, do yourself a favor. Go watch that movie. There is another movie called High Fidelity where Jack Black tells... Uh, John Cusack about that movie, and he he sums up all the reasons why you should watch it in that. Oh. Watch both. <laughs> I haven't seen High Fidelity. High Fidelity is great. great. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. It's though. a it's a masterpiece. Yeah, um, but yeah, getting back to it, over to me for number nine now is Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh, wow. oh. <laughs> God, yes, yes, that was a big deal for me because I remember back when I was like flip flopping all between the one, like when I was a teenager. <laughs> I went through all these phases of like, I want to be a basketball player, I want to be an actor, I want to be a wrestler, I want to be, and then like the next week I played this, and then I was like, I want to skateboard. Skateboard, yeah. <laughs> I want to do, and I never even attempted a single kickflip. I was just was like, oh, I can ollie. Check this out. I can ride it. Yeah, least. I could, can. Could you ever ollie? Fairly, <laughs> fairly. So I was. It was one of those things where I would stand on the skateboard and I'd be like. Okay, I'm gonna do a kickflip this time, and then I'd stand, I'd get my feet planted, I'd get ready to jump, and I'm like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know, uh, oh I'm God. gonna do it. Panic but, attack. Yeah, exactly. But I liked it because it was the first one I, I think that had like a story. Like, remember, did you guys beat? Yeah, it, it was, that would be the yeah. first one where because I did play Tony Hawk's one, two, three, and Underground was the first one where you had like a free roam yep. ability. You could walk around this city. Yeah, because I remember pick four up quests. And four stuff started like that. to go a little bit into that territory i think that was after it was underground then four i could be wrong i think four was first but you might be right you might be right 
<laughs> I think I'm right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I love that because it had an actual story, and you get to make your own dude, and yep, you, you start out, and it's the whole rags to riches, and you go from the point of, like, I think you have a rival, and his name is Eric, and he's there skating with you in a half pipe or something like that. And then I remember at one point, you do this awesome trick over, like, in the between this gap, between these two buildings, and this dude films it, but it's so far away they can't see it's you. And then the character Eric gets that recording, claims it as his own, becomes <laughs> super popular in the game. And then you later on have to That's like prove yourself. Plot, basically. Yeah. And then, what? The, here's the thing, though. I love that game. I love that experience. It made me, like, passionate about skateboarding, made me interested in it more than just playing the games and collecting the tapes and everything. But then I remember Tony Hawk's Underground 2 came out, and I love the Jackass stuff. I always enjoyed Viva Bam, all that stuff. But they did add a lot of that. But they added a lot. They had this old jackass thing to going on with really it. the whole thing, yeah. And like, like I remember in the opening cutscene is literally you guys are there and you guys have bags over your heads, and they take them off and you're there with this table or and then all these chairs with all these other people and there's Eric from the other game and even though he stole your tape and you had the happy ending, he pees himself and it just then they 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 talk about how they split you into teams of Bam's team and then I think. Tony's team and stuff like that and it just goes into this weird jackass world tour doing these stunts like it took the whole like pro skater aspect and was like they're they don't, we're they making don't a jackass game yeah jackass the is thing is is a lot right of people now. say it was really big between though, the yeah. two that's their favorite one that's the one I see people talk about the most and it's weird to me yeah now, I, I totally I respect it that one yeah I beat it but I don't blame you because I res- like I respect that people like that game but for me that first one was amazing because it was like that's the only skating game that I think is out there that where you get to really do the whole like what it's like to become a skateboarder. Oh yeah. I think and get your name out there and stuff. Yeah. The, first, the first one underground. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean they did what like uh yeah, they they did uh I'm trying to think Proving Ground and then I don't know, uh, Tony uh, Project 8. I remember they also Project did. 8. Yeah. And then they done they they did 5 and uh, stuff like that in the remake. They they really kind of just I saw I saw this entire YouTube video on the company they ended up going to uh, Tony Hawk did for yeah. uh, the you know after I think Project Eight or uh, the, the they did a bunch of I think DS or handheld games. Yep. And they used that same company to do. Oh, American uh, Wasteland too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they used the same company uh, to do the um, Tony Hawk's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One. Yeah. Uh, redo. Yep. And. Something about the people at the studio—they just didn't get it right. That's what I heard. I never played it. I, I played the demo for it. it just yeah, it, I, I've gone back and replayed the original games one and two. I never played any Tony Hawk with any story before. Mm-hmm. So I this you know you talking about it—it's it's, it's foreign to me. I I, I see. I remember seeing you play it, but for me it's you know to, to me it's always going to be about like the competitions you won, and that first level of going down the. Uh, that, uh, the that ramp slew, the ramp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, the, the helicopter, hangar, the helicopter Was blades. it the airport? Or, well, no. It was a hangar. It was a hangar. Yeah, yeah. It was a hangar. Yeah. So, funny story, unrelated. Uh, we used to have a demo disc at my school in an original PlayStation. Uh, I went to an alternative school, so we were allowed to do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Me and this cool. one guy would go back and forth playing this three-minute demo of Tony Hawk's Underground 1. We got so good at it that we would eventually end up getting millions of points 
by chaining an unending combo with manuals and stuff like <laughs> manuals, that. Manuals, I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. And yeah, we would have a crowd of people watching us, you know what I mean, as we were sitting there going like 2 million, 3 million, you know what I mean? That's in this awesome. three-minute span of just... That would get my adrenaline combos. going though, when people yeah, start to walk awesome. over yeah, and like yeah. turn. We also beat all of the first uh, uh, Twisted Metal game. Dude, Dude I we miss those games. Be, you know, p- doing schoolwork, so... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just the middle games were fun. Yeah, they were. Man, uh, what about you, Justin? What's so, your my number nine yeah. favorite? Number uh, nine. N- number nine. <laughs> that Beatles reference. Number nine. Well, the interesting thing about the number nine is that John Lennon was born on the ninth of September. Yeah, 9th it was October. September, October. Yeah. And didn't anybody else? Anyway, <laughs> he, he when he died, it was the eighth in New York. But when he was born, it was the ninth. It's still crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but, but yeah. Anyways. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this is a tough one. Um, I have a lot of really good ones to choose from, and I think I might have to switch some things around here. These were very tough to number. So. It is. Yeah. And, so. and keep in mind for those listening, I'm sure you guys are the same. Like Brian and I's like Star Wars rankings are always changing. I try to rank like the Mar- <clears throat> I've even tried to rank the Marvel films, like the MCU films. It's super tough. Games. So I'm sure you guys understand. So it's the same thing. A lot of it is like you know, you you Even, have your initial experience where you loved it, and you go back and you find something that you know you liked more or didn't like more. You have all the other ones, movies you rewatch, and you have like conflicting opinions because you have like two different experiences mm-hmm. of, uh, experiences of watching them, and it's just kind of like hard to consolidate where you'd put the other. You know, like I like this, but it had that in it. Uh, this was cool, but mm, but that. Like your nostalgia versus your critic sense, ex- and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 and your and your overall like feeling. So, um, I, I get so it. my number nine is uh, a game on the Super Nintendo called X Men Mutant Apocalypse. Oh man, taking you back a little bit. Yeah, I think I played a little bit of that. Okay, okay. There was uh, it was an amazing game. Um, I, I've actually like I've I've uh. I've totally legitimately, you know, legally bought it <laughs> recently <laughs> and have been playing it. Uh, yeah. and it's it's still amazing. The uh, the music, mm-hmm. the art, every, you, you can play as uh, I believe it was five characters: Cyclops, Psylocke, uh, Beast, Wolverine, and Gambit. Then yeah, I played that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna oh, say I no. think I played a little oh. bit of it with Psylocke, and she has the purple fist yes. as like her main. Pretty sure that's yeah, even yeah. what got Xavier into X Men. I could be wrong, that but game? I think yeah, because he, I think he, him and I, Roman I played that. I feel like that got me into it a lot Uncle. too. It was, I just remember like, it, they don't, there's, I didn't have a manual because like when I was a kid, I rented it, so you yeah. had to like, I, I would like be just playing on the controller and all of a sudden you know mashing things around. Austin Cyclops just, you know, he just shoots. And you're yeah, like, whoa! Her special ability. Wasn't that at a point in time too when the games would actually come with the manuals, but most people stole them, so they didn't have the manuals in there? Am I, That's am I wrong? Big box cartridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they had like, you know, the the place here. There was like a local one, mm-hmm. you know, video and game rental store, and they would just like print the cover, and that's it. Oh yeah. Um. Oh God, it was it was amazing though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that game. The music. Who was your favorite to play as? Oh, see, that's a tough one. Um, I want to say Gambit, but his level was pretty quick. Uh, Gambit was always my favorite X Men. Yeah, that's my and favorite. And they did too. him dirty in the X Men movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, come really on. Dirty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're telling me he was, you know, around, you know, Wolverine's original times. Get out of here. You're, you're dumb. Yeah. Well, I liked him you. in that game because he was strong melee and ranged with his uh, oh, throwing yeah. cards. And... That's the thing. That that's the cool thing about Gambit. Dude can like touch anything and blow it up. 
He yeah. chooses playing cards because he's just that cool. Yeah. <laughs> Energy transfer ability. Yeah. 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 Cajun. Uh, what about you? <laughs> the Raging Cajun. Yeah. Oh, for number nine? Yeah, what would your number nine be? That's a good one, though, man. That's kind of a... I wouldn't, well, I guess I wouldn't say a deep cut, but it's like that's going pretty far back, which is awesome. Yeah. So, so. my number nine is also a Super Nintendo game. Oh. It's called Super Metroid. Sure oh, I've know. never played the Metroid games. Me either. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Super Metroid, uh, super amazing game. Uh, me and my sister used to co-op that for hours upon hours. We probably beat it more times than we could count. I didn't even know it was co-op. And well, it's not co-op, but like we would sit, oh, we would hang out with each other. You know you. what I mean? And play. So we would just take turns. You know what I mean? We've, we, me and her have mastered that game. Not only that, but like her son, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, has played it. My daughter's played it, so it's like it's like, oh, like a family. It's a tradition. family. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Actually, Superman, it's a it's an amazing uh, kind of like a you know it's like a it's a it's a wandering game, Castlevania esque, or the, you know I guess Castlevania kind of followed the Super Metroid route of having a map and going and collecting items. You know what I mean? It was kind of an open exploration type deal. You know, so. Yeah. But yeah, super amazing, super super cool game with very limited story, but it was still yeah, amazing. Yeah, they kind of didn't have as much story back then. No, not really. I mean, it had like a few, di- a little bit of dialogue right there at the beginning. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, Metroid One and Two really had no dialogue at all, hmm. whereas this one started off with a little intro. But from this game, you know, spawned some of the greatest villains of any game ever. You know, Ridley, Mother Brain, Kraid. Space pirates, you know. That's crazy. I mean, that is a super popular game. I know of super it. Super popular. Yeah. yeah, but I also never owned a Super Nintendo. I had oh, yeah. we had an original Nintendo with Justin and NES. Just yeah, they had a Super Nintendo here. So yeah, yeah. but um, that's pretty good. We it was our it was our second Super Nintendo because the first one, uh, I uh, was a big fan of Ghostbusters as a young kid, uh, four years old. I saw that movie, loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day I saw that scene where they put some uh, syrup. <laughs> oh no! In the toaster. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> this story. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, the, it was the, slime. Uh, the slime in the toaster. Yeah, Ghostbusters too, right? Yeah. They yeah. used the NES advantage to control the Statue of Liberty. Yep. And you try it. You... <laughs> there was a there was a dancing toaster scene where. Oh, the to. Oh. Yeah. In the courtroom. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. know where it's going then? Yeah. So my mother drank Mountain Dew all the time. It was just have to be like a half, you know, half a can of Mountain Dew. I just go up and go, hmm, this is gonna dance now. <laughs> I do remember. It's imbued with the, the do, energy. I do remember my father saying something that he would never buy another game console again. And then you later on got an Xbox from him, which w- is very. Cool. When it wouldn't turn on, he was furious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet that was a bad day. And I, and they never knew it was me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sad that, like, I didn't realize it was, like, 400 bucks plus at that oh, time. Yeah. Like, even yeah. more. No, you're just a kid. Yeah. yeah. I well, thought you were going to try to, like, use it as, like, one of the traps, you know? Like, yeah. a, I can't even think of what that thing's Did called, I see? But... I did that? That was one of my brothers or sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's see. Is it back to me? Yeah, it's back to me then, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep, okay. So, yeah, my, my seventh one. I'm sorry. Eighth. My eighth. Yes, thank you. Uh, that is Vice City. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, nice. Very nice. So, yeah. This this one almost, like, it just beat out another game. But, dude, I've never beat it, but I loved the heck out of that game. I remember Dad renting that for me, and then eventually I got it for Christmas one year because I played it so much. And, like, I love the 80s. I love the aesthetics and everything, despite the cheesiness. But it just, it had an awesome playlist. It encapsulated that whole, like, like uh, Scarface kind of, <laughs> like, 
oh, they, yeah. that vibe and everything, and For like sure. Tommy Versetti with the and, mansion. And, and, yeah, and, uh, just driving around. Like I know now, it's kind of like you said with <laughs> I think Spider Man on PS One. Like I know if I played it now, it would be super dated. And you have that texture oh, pop fun. in where you can't see buildings, you know, <laughs> yes. a mile down. But then you start driving and they start loading in and they just manifest. But dude, I had such a good time with that game. But I, rem- I, I remember I could not beat it. There was some mission I was just super stuck on, and I don't know if I had a Game Shark at the time. You guys remember Game Shark? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But did you did you oh, beat that? You I, beat it. I beat oh, yeah. that. Oh, you beat I, it? Was okay. Blast. Was the ending pretty good? Because yeah. I think I saw it. Years later, I can't remember now. It's been I, so long. I remember where the ending was. I remember... It was in a mansion, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's, um, that's where you're getting all your star, Scarface vibes is that yeah. mansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it basically a Scarface game. You know, it, Except it, for the actual game, Scarface the game. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that was Scarface. Yeah, it was Scarface. <laughs> yeah. The World is Yours, which is also a really good I've game. I've heard that's really good. Yeah. The premise I, was just weird to me. It's like, it. oh, he lives. Never played it? No. No. Yeah, I heard it was good, though. But he, he lives at the end? Yeah, oh and you know God. what? I had a friend who was so addicted to it. We went to go hang out with the uh, with some girls, and yeah. he ended up wanting to leave early. And I was like, "All right, bud, you know, I'll go with you." And we go back, and I was like, "So why do you want to leave?" And he was like, "Trying to sell some more keys." I was like, "You're talking about Scarface right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was so bad. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh uh, my God. Yeah, that was that soundtrack too. That, it was that, amazing. Top and of not line. just the soundtrack. And GTA has always done this, but. Having all these great snippets, these like hilarious little bits. Oh, the commercials! Oh, yeah. Commercials. Yes. I would like to do that with this podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Seems like, like akin to RoboCop. So many ideas. I love. I love how many ideas always come out of like even when I'm doing it with Ryan, just manifest out of like just recording stuff. But yeah, uh, dude, I absolutely loved Vice City, and I played the heck out of it. Oh, but I, if I could get any Grand Theft Auto remade, I probably. Vice City, not yeah. San Andreas. Vice City. I love San Andreas. Yeah. I skipped now. I'm, I don't have that on here, but I need to mention I skipped school. <laughs> that game came out. I remember that game came out, and I was talking to Eric in science class, and I was like, yeah, my mom, rent, uh, she said she was going to rent that for me today. I'm going to play it when I get home. Eight days later, I came back to school, and I was like, I beat it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, man? Over to you. Uh, so for number, number yeah, San eight. Andreas is great, too. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay. Definitely, definitely good. So number eight, um, mm, I'm gonna have to go with Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Ooh, nice, N64. very nice. Uh, I played it on PC, and I actually—this sounds insane, absolutely insane. I did not use the mouse and keyboard. I did not even use a uh, a controller, like a PC controller. Yeah, the joystick, or I used a joystick that you use for. Imagine playing his dash render with those controls with a joystick. You wow. Trigger. Yeah. yeah. I did that. I beat that game like that. Like That's one of crazy. The no- it was most tough. notorious, hardest N64 yeah. games ever, and you beat it with a joystick. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty I'm cool. Kinda, I'm kind of awesome. Do you feel yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I'm, I'm pretty cool. You, you can find a lot of people, uh, a lot of videos and retrospectives on like Star Wars games, and they'll, they'll always talk about that first level on Hoth. Um, and that's that's the first time you ever got to actually like fly under yeah. the, the AT-ATs. Not AT-ATs, because it's not AT-ATs. It's not AT-ATs. It is AT-ATs. It's AT-AT, people, not AT-AT. Yeah. Don't, yes. don't be lazy. Please just get it right. simple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. If, if you can't, uh, you, anyways, but yeah, the, the first level was amazing. 
but a lot of the, a lot of the game gets a lot of flack because it's not as good. Um, yeah. People will say, uh, but I enjoyed it all the way through. You get to see Boba Fett. Yep. Um, IG eighty eight, I think too. IG, or that, Mantel. The IG eighty eight yeah. um, level mission. You have to fight him. Uh, there was the oh my god, so many cool things. I yeah. remember on the Hoth level, towards the end, you fight an ATST by itself. Yep. And I had no idea how to beat this thing because it took forever to take his, his like his health down. It was like ninety nine percent, you know, forty you know, forty minutes later of shooting him, ninety eight percent. And I'm like, I asked my dad for help and like my dad he grew up like the Pac Man era. In, you know, you know, get all, get, get all the, get all the, you know, the, let Pac-Man eat all the bubbles and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Dad, how do I beat this? He's just like, oh, just shoot all the boxes. And so I killed, I, I killed every box. I just destroyed every single box. I yeah. shot them all. And then I'm like, I'm still here. What am I supposed you, know, you actually have to kill the guy. You're supposed to get, like, missiles and stuff like that. I used them already. So I had to, like, use oh. the blaster. And finally, like, it took forever, but I got it. But I always have that memory of that game. Um, as well as the last level. Okay. The last. Do you remember the last level? Of- I've never actually gotten to play it because I didn't have a 64 and I didn't oh. have a PC. Well, I did. It was Dad's, and I played Dark Forces on it, which I loved. Okay. That's not on my okay. list, but I loved that game. A but lot yeah. of people love that game. Yeah. We're talking about Shadow right now. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I still have to play that someday. But uh, the last level is basically just pretty much the ending of uh, uh, the, the Return of the Jedi, where they're flying into something and trying to blow it up from the, you know, the the inside. It's a space oh, battle. Oh, okay. I forgot all about the, the the space battles in that were really cool too. Hmm. Like there's a star destroyer there you can shoot, but it's health really doesn't yeah. go down. That'd be cool to see that get remade. Did that you ever play that? Be... I did. I rented it from the movie store. I probably got maybe four or five hours in before I gave up and <laughs> yeah. returned it. It was really really hard. So. Yeah, I've heard it's difficult. And you make it sound difficult with that one battle. I, I beat that did you, so many times. Did you ever times. play, remember the like Rebel Assault games where it was like, it's kind of like oh, live action? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were very short. The did st- you ever, okay. I, I got the second one where they're like, they're making like the triangular, like it's like an experimental Something like um, that. TIE it's been a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. It was Those basically cool an too. on rails shooter and you can just like use the cursor, like the thumbstick or whatever to. Yep. Oh, that was in the PS. That was before the thumbstick, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it, oh, forgot that existed for yeah. a minute. Pretty cool though. But Shadows Empire is a really great choice. Yeah. So I didn't, I, I didn't realize how much of an effort Shadows of the Empire was with the comics, uh, books, yeah. and in the game. Yeah, because for those conservative, you know, for those listening, like when they did Shadows of the Empire, it was a multimedia project labeled as everything but the movie. So they had. The game, which was from Dash Rendar's perspective, the book, which was sort of the the movie itself, but it was the novelization. Then you had a comic, which focused on Boba Fett. Then you had uh, a soundtrack by Joel McNeely, I think it was, and they actually used a sample of one of his tracks. John Williams did in the opening of Revenge of the Sith. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, but uh, dude, super good. Then all the toys. I still remember wow. when Mom came home one time and she was like, "Can you help me unload the groceries?" and um, I went in the back of the trunk, and there was Prince Shizor, and I think oh, God, a Grandma yeah. Tarkin figure, and I was like, who is this guy? And it shows the Empire, and it looked all cool. Oh, so cool. Dude, real quick, remember we went to that comic book store, and there was the Outrider Dash Windar yep, ship? Yep, And I was like, I just, I wasn't going to buy it, but I was like, I asked like the lady there, you know, how much does it co- this cost? And she was just like, well, wait, you just look at it. <laughs> and I was Thanks. just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think her store went under, you know, un- unfortunately. But like, maybe some better customer service would have been good. And then she like takes it down, and she's like, "It says right, uh, it's, well, don't make me look dumb now." 
she couldn't find it because she put it on there. You but like, no, <laughs> maybe you put it on there. Maybe yeah. you couldn't find it. Wouldn't have to ask you. Right. It's uh, free. What, what about yours, man? What's your eight? Number eight. Number eight. Uh, also a Nintendo 64 game. Ooh. It's Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter. Turok. Oh, okay. Did you ever play the Turok games? I, I, after they made to- uh, the the one on the PS3. Yep, the remake. Yeah. They they remade it. Um, after that, I never played the re- remake, I believe, but I did find it on N64, and I had nothing else to do, so I was like, okay, I'll try this out. Yeah. And I remember nothing of it. Oh, <laughs> nice. Well, what made you love it? Well, okay, it was a. Uh, it came to me in the mail. My grandma, who lived in Florida, she mm-hmm. still lives in Florida, but uh, she likes to send me things. You know what I mean? And that was probably my first personal Nintendo sixty four game. Yeah, and that was actually the game that I I fell in love with it, and I marathoned it for days on end until I was finally able to beat it. So I felt super. It was super rewarding to beat it. It was also very difficult. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I bet. I was very young too, so. It was just, a, it was super rewarding to play the, the, the themes and the setting. And, you know, I love dinosaurs. I always wanted to yeah. be like a, you know, paleontologist. Me too. When yeah, I saw, yeah, as yeah. soon as I saw Jurassic Park, I was like, I know what I'm going to do now. Yeah. And uh, it was super amazing. You know, you get a bunch of cool high-tech weaponry. There were super cool bosses. Uh, the most memorable being a, a giant cybernetic T-Rex with a laser eye. That sounds eye. awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was super hard. Also, there was uh, two sequels, Torok 2, Seeds of Evil. And then there was another one for PlayStation, Torok 3. I can't remember what it was called. Something like Chaos. But you play as descendants of uh, Torok himself. So Okay. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then, uh, obviously, the remake on Xbox 360 and PS3 or whatever. That one was all right. It didn't really have the same, like, vibe. Uh, Torok is actually a name given to Indian warriors or even people. Well, the, the second one and the third one were set in the far future as opposed to, like, the far past in a different Which reality. Which is the first one. Yeah, gotcha. But they're like chosen by time and fate, okay, to, uh, to bring like balance to the, yeah. to the whatever planet they were on. To you the know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the third one was kind of like a crashed explorer ship, basically, oh, okay. and he was like a space. What I remember playing the three sixty one. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing the three sixty one. I actually rented it, and I I didn't get far in it. But I remember you could do the assassinations on the yeah the they, raptors. That was so cool. Yeah, I liked it that. was it was cool. But yeah, basically your main adversary in that is one of your fellow marines who like turned evil, uh, as opposed to like a evil entity. I remember that game having amazing graphics, and I've it never was played really, it now. Yeah. And, yeah. like, yeah, one of your other main adversaries was just a, a singular T-Rex or whatever. Okay. Whereas in the first Turok game, you probably destroyed hundreds of them, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's pretty good, man. That's a pretty good one. I, I remember when they came to Xbox, or, yeah, Xbox One, like, remastered. And I was like, are you going to get those? You're like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? There was actually another Turok game. I don't remember the tag. Turok Evolution for PlayStation 2 and regular and original Xbox. And that yeah. one was really good. Also had a really good story. And yeah. there was uh, like flying scenes with a pterodactyl and stuff like that or a pterodon. Those were really good too. I love those games. You know, I can't say that I've played Turok, but I do remember in school, it was computer class, and there was a game similar to this that instead of, uh, for some reason it was just on the computer, mm-hmm. and instead of actually doing any work, I would just like, as soon as the teacher's like not looking, just pull that up and just start playing. It was just you just going around shooting dinosaurs. I have this distinct feeling it's Jurassic Park Trespasser. Yeah, I don't think it which was. Which is a horrible game. Maybe it's a first person. <laughs> it was first person. I, I think it was. Did you look down and did you have a nice rack? <laughs> wow. Because that's what that game is. You look. Well, down I remember. And I remember. There was the no cooking was there. or spices or anything like that, so I don't think there was. <laughs> no. Uh, n- no. This was just like a nothing. You know, somebody's like side project or something like that. Like not at the school, but like somebody. 
you know. Was it a first-person shooter though? Yeah, it, it was not. I don't think it was anything ever published. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, like, okay. I, I think it was just a little. Because there was, yeah, there yeah. was a dress park trespasser, and it was. You look down, and uh, the lady's cleavage. She had a tattoo on her yep. breast, and that was your health. Heart. You really remember your, this? It was your health. No, bar. I do. I do too. Because oh, that's was, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's how they. Yeah, yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, that game was super ambitious, and it flopped hard. Oh, yeah. yeah, it had realistic like physics with the with the weapon aiming and stuff like yep. that. It's a really just arm jiggling crazily. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's a pretty good one. Um, it's like a quick, physics sure. experiment. I, I just got to bring up the first time playing uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. Speaking of physics, yeah. just being amazed. Oh, the Euphoria engine? The Euphoria, yeah. Yes. Just, I was just blown away. Yeah. The kids today are spoiled because they don't know. They don't know. In Grand Theft Auto 4, <laughs> Nico, if you put him like on the halfway on the road and half on the sidewalk, he lifts his leg up onto the sidewalk. And that blew my damn mind. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Today, the, the kids, they don't details. know. That's the yeah. thing. That's, this, that's in every game now. But back then, it was it was kind of new. That's a good Yeah. That's a good point. I remember we would just get into hijinks online and like, <laughs> run me over. I'm right here at the burger joint. Come on, hit the, me. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, my okay. number seven is Halo 2. Now, I like, like I said, I, I've talked before, Halo 5's multiplayer is my favorite. Halo 3 is probably my favorite campaign. But this one goes on there because of nostalgia. So, it's my only Halo game on this top 10 list, but I just have so much nostalgia attached, and I have, like, my first experience, I've said this on the show before, but I got the game when it came out, and I wasn't at all in the sort of multiplayer frame of mind, Mm -hmm. so I played the campaign, got to the Arbor stuff, and I was like, this is kind of weird, and then I just still went back, pushed (laughs) through it. It was weird at the time. Now, it's like, by the time Halo 3 came out in 2007, I was like, I like this. This is cool. But those levels, was, I was always still a bit iffy on. But once I beat the campaign, I just kind of moved on until, like, 2006? Late 2005, early 2006, somewhere in there. And I remember my next-door neighbor, my friend JJ, I was going over into their basement, and his brother wanted his, like, his both his brothers wanted to play, and I was like, well, we don't, it's not four-player co-op. We can do split-screen. And I was like, let's do that. And we went on the map Ascension. I remember we played it, and I was really good. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And I didn't really mess around with split-screen multiplayer before. So that's a story in of itself. But overall, I have so much nostalgia attached to the LAN parties that came out of that um, and the multiplayer experience of when I got Xbox Live, which is a weird thing, conversation for another time. But like, I remember going to so many different friends' houses mm-hmm. and making calls like, okay, are you bringing your Xbox you bring in your controller. You know, how many do you got? Do you have a disc? I'll never forget my friend Paul. Shout out to Paul if you're listening. I love you, dude. But you totally dogged me that one time because <laughs> I remember going across the street. We needed a copy of Halo. <laughs> we needed a copy of Halo 2. And Eric and I tried to coerce him, you know, kindly into, you know, letting us borrow his because he didn't want to play that day. And he eventually gives us his limited edition tin steelbook of Halo 2. I get across the street, and I'm like, I got it, guys. Let's get this started. And I open it up, and my face goes, I just go numb because I see a copy of the Animatrix on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked. The, the part, the icing on the cake, was I remember looking up across the street at that house and Paul standing there in the window. <laughs> oh, I love that dude. But, man, that sucked. That sucks, but yeah, there's just yeah, I have so much nostalgia attached to it. I love the story. It's 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 not my favorite. I mean, multiplayer is not my favorite, but it was for a very long time. So it's just it's it's got a, a 
It was pretty amazing, especially yeah. the first like hour where you're on Earth, basically. You know yeah, on uh, New Mombasa. Yeah, when you so jump cool. on the scarab. Oh yeah, through uh, space. We we talked about uh, you know Starship Troopers the other day. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That that you know. You got those vibes. I got those vibes. Yeah, man. so cool. What is it? What does Chief say right before he takes it? He's like. I'm giving them back to Obama. Yeah, earlier on oh, when he lands. God, no, yeah, it's yeah. before the new Mombasa stuff. They're like, yeah. Chief, what are you doing? Lord Hood says, and then he's like, yeah, giving the Covenant back to Obama. Dude, And then amazing. you get this amazing cutscene. space oh, and yeah. just drifted over. I think they originally said, Brian would have to correct me, but I think they originally said they actually had a level plan where you actually go on the ship and do that stuff. But this uh, that could be... The yeah. cutscene, I mean, the cutscene was great. You don't know that as a kid when you're playing through it. So, But yeah. anyway, yeah, awesome experience. We got the main show to talk about that stuff. Yes, though. So do. over to you, man. Um, now I, I do like real quick uh, to say that you put Halo Two and not just because we could have easily done Halo Two, Three, Four, all in one list. I had to pick like one, that. yeah. And I had the same. We didn't talk about this. I had the same exact thing. Okay. Uh, that'll come up later. So spoiler for my list. Uh, okay. But next oh, I spoiler, have spoiler. Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, nice. Very yes. good. Very good. All right. Why is that on there? Because uh, it's an understand. amazing game. Uh. I I liked so much about that game. There's so much you could do. It, it I, I'm it's one of the, another game I was like replaying recently too, but I still haven't beat Red Dead Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption two yet. Yeah. Uh, but so many things Jeff happened in that game <laughs> yeah. story wise that just kind of blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's been out for like has it been almost ten years now? It came out in 2011. So yeah. All right. If you haven't played it yet, maybe skip. 20 seconds. Hey, you know what? Everyone's going to understand. It's been almost a decade. It's okay. You had yeah. the shot. You it's had okay. the we already, shot. We already did a, a roundtable discussion on Rise of Skywalker. True. Like, so, I mean, okay. It's, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, the ending where you're in that barn and they just start... family? Yeah. Well, I, no, I think he's by himself. His family is like in the house or something. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. Something but like, like that. It's like a happy... It's, it's hey, almost oh, a happy ending. Yeah. And then <laughs> and the government shows up and... You go out and there's all these people and you're just trying to shoot as many as you can and you just get gunned down and it's just like oh my god yeah you know I know wow. about that ending but I've never I've never beat that one but would you say it's kind of like the end of Halo Reach where it, it at the end of no. the credits it has that thing where it's like survive and you, it, you it, just in kill. a sense but that's not the ending oh okay the ending that's see I almost don't want to spill no, it no 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 it's, it's okay so good uh, the ending is like you know 10, 15 years later you come back as John Marston's son and you track those people down. And you murder them and get yeah. revenge. Oh, it's so awesome! That yeah. sounds super right? satisfying. Like, amazing. Yeah. Blew me away. It makes me want to play too. But like, uh, that that just it was so cool. I've nah. never seen anything like that in the game before. I, I love that. That just blew me away. Yeah. Nope. Super good game. Pretty amazing. Also, uh, Undead Nightmare. I bought that probably four or five different times and beat it like 100%. It's amazing. I love zombie games too, so yeah. yeah. There you go. That was amazing, man. That yeah. was absolutely Also amazing. where I learned how to play poker. Oh, yeah. Dude, I know. Some of those games like Texas Hold'em and everything. I was like, oh, this is how it works. Yeah. So, yeah, if someone ever does that, I'm in the, I'll am in. i be like, yeah, let's deal. You know, and then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know where I am to play this. So, bluff, uh, yeah. bluff, bluff. Great choice, though. What's yours, Jeff? My number seven mm-hmm. would be Resident Evil Five for Xbox. Great choice! I know that yeah. game. I played that game. And yeah, beat we that played game. it. Yeah, <laughs> That's why it's I feel favorites. good about it. I feel uh, good about myself right now. It is. It's a truly amazing, like a uh, split screen or co op adventure with one of your buddies. Mm-hmm. It's that's you know Resident Evil Four was amazing. I love all the Resident Evil games. I'll go ahead and say that. 
but Resident Evil 5 just has a special place because it added that co-op experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it did set the bar a little bit higher than 4 with the action. You know, everyone says Resident Evil 4 is a masterpiece, but 5, I think, did it a little bit better. And the, the action doesn't really take it away from me. It's gotten a lot of hate because it's really action-filled. And, you know, we've obviously parodied it a ton, especially at work. Oh, stuff, yes. You know? Yeah, it's worth mentioning, the whole time he and I played co-op, we just fell into this, like, I don't know, action, 80s, 80s, 80s action voice where we were like, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, remember me? Like, yeah, the whole, like, uh, the, the dude, the voiceover dude for Halo, you know, like, oddball. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it was literally yeah. like that, but the, the entire time. time. Yeah. I was, was like, amazing. yeah, I'd sneak up behind somebody and be like, yeah, remember me? And would be like, I'm back. You know, yeah, it was just going back and forth. And then there was, like, one particular time where, like, do you want me to say it or do you want yeah, to say it? Yeah, okay. no, go ahead. I was going to say, there's this, there this one time I'm playing as Chris, he's playing as Sheva. And it's at the very end, of, near the end of the game. They're on this plane. What was the dude? Wesker. Wesker. Fighting okay. Wesker. Okay. And you're fighting him, and there's these quick time events in there. Okay. So like, <laughs> we're super into it. And at one point, what is okay? Like, he was hanging on to something like, he in was, the plane. He yeah. Describe the setting. So the plane is about to topple over, and the the like hatch is open. Like yeah. You know, like the the loading hatch is open, and yep. um. Wesker had gotten injured to the point where he is falling through the air and he catches onto Sheva's legs. Yep. So she is holding on and he's holding on to her legs and Chris has to try and shoot. And Hargis messed up like five or six times in a missed row. Missed up five or six times. The first time, the first time it's he because like kept Chris it. makes his face in slow-mo and he's like, <laughs> and I kept doing that voice and Jeff and I are laughing and then I don't realize it. I don't realize a button prompt comes up. I miss it. She... She gets pulled down with them, and it goes into the "you're dead" screen, and, and she's, she's like, like "Chris!" Chris! <laughs> and then it happened, Shut like up. he said, five more times. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but go back to you, man. I'm sorry. We just, yeah, we almost couldn't breathe by yeah. the end of that. So yeah, that was hilarious. And yeah, punching the rock, but also Resident Evil oh, Six, yeah, the boulder. Yeah, the boulder, literally yeah. punching it with your with yeah. your enormous <laughs> muscles. Yeah, yeah. Six is one with the the giraffe that was kind of. Yeah, right? it was a weird, it was it a was weird, weird looking logo, weird, but yeah. I still need to play that with Jeff because I own that one. We played yeah. a tiny bit, yeah, but yeah. anyway. You... Well, I just think that in, in retrospect, these games get a lot of hate, especially five and six because they ramp up the action. But I think that that's just the natural progression of how it should have gone because four was good. Everyone yeah. hails it as a masterpiece. Five added a little bit more action and six even took that higher. And I think that like the, the real fluidity of the combat. And the ability to like dodge and duck and weave, you know what yeah, I mean? Dodge yeah. And dodge. Yeah, definitely dodge, <laughs> duck and dodge, yeah, the five Ds. But yeah, I think that it was just a really good natural progression though, and that's why that's my my number seven. And oh, honestly the co op experience. Co op experience was so a, much fun. That's definitely gonna go down as one of my top co op yeah. experiences. Oh yeah. Because of and, what came out of that. And I've also beaten it like fifteen times with about five <laughs> well, different friends. I so. can tell it has a ton of replayability because of oh, the yeah. demo stuff. So yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um yeah, so let's see, this is number six now. Mine is Mass Effect 2. Love Mass Effect 2. Nice. Mass Effect 1, I totally respect. I think I experienced with KOTOR what people got with the first Mass Effect. The whole, like, story, and you get a party with you, and they kind of, like, begin to follow you and look up to you, and you can do the whole, like, light and dark side with the whole Paragon Renegade system and stuff. But for me, that game was underwhelming compared to what... Uh, I guess my expectations were, but when Mass Effect 2 came out, it had this, like, it just, it felt like it took inspiration from, like, all these different, like, Terminator, uh, Aliens, you know, and all these different types of, like, like, Rambo, and all these different types of 80s, like, flicks and everything, 
and it just gelled it into this sci-fi epic thing and it was amazing did you ever beat yes so good did you ever beat it oh, of course yeah. yeah i mean i remember i didn't even know garrus was in the game until you get to you get to that point and he actually removes the helmet and it was like yeah. amazing when that i look back amazing. on it i'm like how did when i started seeing him like how did i not put together that was garrus but i just in my head i was just like okay i'm with uh cerberus and these guys are off doing their own thing. Hopefully Amazing I see them in the game. Yeah, Dude. super good intro. That was so emotional where you get sucked out of the Normandy. You know, when Joker's yeah, in there. Hate to death and yeah, oh my gosh. And then, gravity. yeah, doing the suicide mission, which I remember the first time, like, I got, Morden had died, so I was like, not going to beat this. So then <laughs> I went back, I waited, and I went back and, uh, around the time Mass Effect 3 was coming out, and then I actually, like, did a 100% perfect playthrough. I actually have all but one achievement died. on there. That's crazy. That uh, For Mass Effect 1, it's all but two for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh. it's class-related, but... Yeah, I, I, oh my gosh, that was mine too. Yeah. I really liked the first game. Uh, they were very ambitious with it, and they went a bit, you know, too far, um, uh, in a lot of places, and uh, you know, with the the Mako, I believe it was called the 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 yeah. vehicle. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And you know, yeah. they 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 stretched themselves a bit thin, especially with the side missions being on the same planet over and over again and everything. That was my problem with that. that was, is that I that liked the, the idea of Uncharted Worlds. I loved the story. The story overall felt super short to me, like the main story, and it felt like the whole Citadel aspect was only there as a means of giving you side quests that would get you to Uncharted Worlds. And when you got there, then it was just like two different copy-paste bases of like like mining bases and like... An outpost. An outpost, basically. And it was just like, it was the same thing every time. And it just wasn't as, I don't know, it wasn't fun. Yeah, and it wasn't the, the fun. upgrade system was odd. It was kind of confusing. I remember playing it the first time and everything, but two... Did away with all those problems, and they just made it fun and streamlined. Yeah, and it just it did such a good good job on that. It was again like when you, for me, I guess playing as a different character uh, in a game is just like oh wow, ooh. like you know when you play as Joker, uh, and he's oh, like yeah. limping along with like yeah. just being like invaded. No, yeah, like, yeah, oh my god, it was, that's it, crazy. It was, it, was, it was, it was yeah. crazy. Yep. It's great. No, it's super good, and you love it too. Yeah, I was oh, debating on whether or not to put that on there, but I assumed you would. You know what I mean? I'm I, sure we oh, good call, man. Talk about I, it. You I, know me so well, Jay. I would have <laughs> put it on my list, but I've gone soured with the series after three and yeah, or Andromeda. After three and on Andromeda, I, I liked three, but I see the faults in it it's because of the yeah. ending stuff. But Andromeda, he's beat that. Yeah, I beat it. He, you played through the story, I, you kind of. Yeah, and I played a bit of it. I want to beat it, but I can see why people don't. I like think it that Mass Effect one, two, and three were. A really good trilogy, but obviously, you know they have their flaws. EA got their grubby little hands. Well, I don't know because yeah. I feel like I feel like at the same time it could be to EA's credit. I don't know as to why Mass Effect Two is a lot more streamlined. It's more it becomes like as I feel like as that trilogy progresses, it becomes less of an RPG and more of an action game. Like Two is yeah. like an action RPG. Yeah. Three is like action. action. Like action, Three yeah. kind of reminds me of like exactly Resident Evil Six. Compared to like Resident Evil Five, which is where I would probably place the second one. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what That's I mean. That's a good comparison, yeah. especially for me. Yeah, and yeah. three even had multiplayer, which you know, Mass Effect. It was fun though. It's like a horde mode. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, okay. a lot of people really liked it. But uh, over to you, man. Uh, Number six. All right, this might be a <clears> bit <throat> low on the list. Uh, Nothing wrong. And again, I'm just going with. Uh, um, I'm sorry, maybe, maybe I don't know. It, it's maybe it should be, uh, yeah, lower. Oh, but there's... higher, a little higher. <laughs> You're like, shut up with your Star Wars references. Get no, out no, of I here. Love them, I love them. <laughs> um, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Nice. Very great choice. Now I can't put Skyrim in my list because my own rules. I did not beat it. I have. I'm still in the same gameplay from 2011. No way. 
I have not yet beat the game. I've just been, I've been sidetracked so many times. I want to do everything, and I'm I'm trying to get to the point where I can actually beat it right now. But um, yeah, it just yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, I have actually get the, the 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 guide out right now. I have I bought all the DLC, and now I want to get it for my Xbox One because the remastered. Yeah, but. I'm going to waste money to spend on the DLC, which, you know, I'm frugal, so it kills me if I don't play on my original Xbox. I get it. It looks terrible. So, <laughs> I've gotten spoiled over the years. But The Elder Scrolls Oblivion uh, was one of the first games I played on the Xbox 360. And, oh my god. I remember, I remember actually you showing me a video of some gameplay of that and just being like really you know you know into it i, I played some morrowind before but I, ne- I never really got into it and then yeah once i played oblivion the music the uh just the voice acting and the story the story was you know a blast to play through as well mm-hmm. uh I, I i can just go through so <coughs> many me. memories i had that's like too many to choose from that were just amazing the annoying fan you know the uh the giant Thank uh, you, Pencil. Yeah, the adoring fan who was like, Biozora, Biozora, Biozora! Yeah, there's yeah. like somebody on YouTube did a thing where they, like, they, they kicked him off a mountain A lot of people did a lot of things. <laughs> 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 let's, be, let's be honest. So. The arena in that game was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that uh, was always my favorite part. Of uh, it. When and I, I brought this up to you recently. There was cool things. Oh, I got two, two, two specific things I got to mention. Sure. Um, there was one I brought up to you before. There was like this, this little side quest mm-hmm. where... Okay, three. Uh, there's there, there's one where there was like the haunted mansion. You gotta clear that out and everything. That was memorable. Okay. Um, so, so the dark brotherhood or no no it was just like a I, I can't remember it was just something like a haunted what? house type a haunted thing. house yeah cool. yep. like you sleep and you wake up and there's like noises and stuff yep and uh, everything the, gets weird yeah there were, I can't remember what t- uh, city it was in but there was one where somebody wanted you to fetch this this like, this ring from this well mm-hmm. somebody had drowned or something like that and they went you know they they, they came they went down there to inspect something they never came out can you please get this it's a deer we don't a deer ring, you know, the, the, the ancient whatever. So some yeah. some story like that. You go down, you put, you, you equip, you, you just take the ring. Yeah, it's the ring of encumbrance. So having it like increases your um, encumbrance by like a hundred. Mm-hmm. So like you you can't get out without that. You know, with that on. Yeah. And so I, I just I don't remember the ending of that, but just remember like getting tricked like that and going, oh, <laughs> you devs. Ah, you got me. <laughs> um, my favorite mission in just about any game ever was the Who Done It mission. I think it's a lot of people's favorite who oh. will play that game. Oh, the, you can play that that mission, and for the, those of you that don't know, you it's for the mission for the Dark Brotherhood where you go in to this house, and all these different people um, and races are there, and you can just kill them all outright right there. Uh, but your 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 entire mission is to kill them all. But you can do it in such a way that you make somebody else like somebody dies by themselves. Who did it? We can't get out. The doors are locked. And they, Who done it? it? It's it's an Agatha Christie novel that you're the murderer in, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's so much. No, people it's love amazing. that. They talked about that so long before Skyrim yeah. came out. Even now, I think that's still people's favorite mission. In wasn't it like the Nord didn't trust like. Uh, yeah. It does get to a point where they start accusing one another oh, and stuff like that. So that's great. Cool. Yeah. Loved and you, it. so you played Oblivion too? Oh yeah, yeah, a ton of it. But I don't, I don't remember that mission yeah. specifically. Oh, so but yeah, my favorite thing was always like do the champions, the, the arena, arena. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right off the bat, every no, time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you, man? What's your game? Number your six. 
is definitely a great choice, Justin. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, that is a great choice. I would say that number six is the original Halo, Halo One Combat nice. Evolved. Ooh, Not nice. Only, it was. I would say that's a, that's a, around the same uh, time frame as the Hunter the Reckoning and all that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? So yep. when we had an Xbox, obviously we had that game and just countless hours on Blood Gulch. You know. Yep. Uh, you know, fighting with my family. So you guys basically. did a lot of split screen stuff. Oh yeah, that's all cool. The time. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't yeah. have that until Halo Two. So that's yeah. Cool. Well, me and my brother, my sister, and my aunt would all play. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, my brother and my aunt would always, or step aunt would always team up against me, and my sister, and just destroy us. You know what I mean? But that eventually made me better by playing against them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, that also like everyone around the neighborhood was playing it. Everyone's talking about it. I, my dad bought it on the PC. He yeah. was playing it. It's like Jesus. <laughs> You know? <laughs> but yeah that uh, who's not playing it it was a really good co-op uh also you know playing it co-op with my sister we, me and my brother didn't really like do the co-op kind of kind of stuff that much but me and my sister did and i remember my favorite thing to do was when we started a campaign was shoot captain keys immediately <laughs> <laughs> trigger the marines to come you know what i mean and she absolutely hated me i remember i did it probably three times in a row and she walked out of the room at one point so. <laughs> oh, that's God. hilarious but yeah you get that pistol you walk out of the room get a clip and come back in and oh yeah you just trigger the marines to come in and kill you which was that's hilarious. awesome i remember doing some stuff like she that i don't really think i ever insulting. shot captain keys directly in the face oh, but yeah. I, would, I would mess with the marines a lot too oh yeah, I, I, was yeah. Just bored. I wish i could have been a fly in the wall at bungie when they realize that people, wait, 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 what if somebody comes back and kills them? They're just like, they're like, no one would do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, just yeah. Yeah. No, great, great choice. Um, yeah. So to my fifth one now, we're ha- getting halfway into this. Uh, mine is Bioshock. I oh, love nice. Bioshock. Now Bioshock Two, I haven't beat. I think it also is just as good. I, it, it seems like the you, you played them all. I right? would say that the second one. Is better is, in my in my personal yeah. opinion. So no, yeah. I totally respect it because I was gonna say I think the the more time's gone on, people were like, yeah, Bioshock Two was actually super good when it first came out. I remember people were like, this feels like a straight to DVD sequel of a game, <laughs> and I was like, I can totally see that. But go ahead. I would say that the the narrative aspect of the first one, the story and the characters are better, but the second one you can play as a big daddy. Yeah, so, and plus I, mean? the, I think the gameplay was just a lot better. And yeah, plus and it had ending, multiplayer. It had multiplayer, uh, you know, which was really cool. But the ending and the story was a lot darker. I would say, you yeah. know what I mean. And the choices you make had more of an impact, like for the outside world once you were done. Okay. So, but yeah, you have never played it, so I don't want to get into uh, it. For Bioshock Two. Yeah. No, yeah. I played a lot of it. I just never beat it. If you never beat, that it, was I when I was. I used to have that. I used to be in a terrible phase. The best part about games. that, in my opinion, was the ending. Okay. So you know. I was gonna I mean? say I remember. The first one just blowing me away. Yeah, it was the demo amazing. was super great. Oh yeah, I played the demo. And I wanted and to get to again. the medical pavilion, and then like the whole twist with Atlas. Yep. And always oh, like, would you kindly? Would you kindly? And oh my gosh! And then fighting him at the end, but just and even getting to um, I mean, the medical pavilion was super scary. Oh yeah. And then when you get to, I can't think of what it's called now. I know somebody out there's listening to this. Like, oh, I know what you're talking about, but um, I can't think of the name of it. It's Sander Cohen. I remember was the character. And he wore this like mask, and it was very like Art Deco and stuff. Yeah, like that. the whole aesthetic of I that game is also think, amazing yeah. too. Yes, yes. And I just remember getting to this one room. I've never been more scared in a video game. And I open up this room. There's a bit of water just kind of by your, you know, up to your ankles. And there's this chair right at the end, like of the corner. And there's just this sort of statue that looks like it's plastered in clay, just sitting there facing the wall. And I was like, creepy. <laughs> but I've been playing this game for several hours now. Didn't get me. And then I, if I look to my left down the hallway, there is a chest down there, or a, a 
a safe. And I go down and I hack it and I open it. And I turn around and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go back. And I just kind of stand for a moment because something looks different. And I noticed where that chair was. No one's sitting there. And then about 10 feet, maybe, no, I'd say about five feet in front of me was that clay statue in this sort of like musical ballerina-esque oh, pose. Changed, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, no sooner do I put two and two together and notice it, it screams and attacks me. And I, I clenched my butt cheeks harder than I've ever clenched them <laughs> in my life. And I screamed out loud and pumped that enemy full of uh, my shotgun shells. And then I remember when it was dead, I kept shooting it because I was still in this fight or flight response of being so scared. I paused the game, I saved it, and I stopped for the rest of the day. So it was it was cool, but good yeah. experience. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, super good game. Super good, super good. Uh, over to you, Justin. What's your uh, what's your top five? Uh, top, number five. Yes, number five. All right, top number five. five. I actually uh, I put Halo One. Halo nice. One. Nice. Halo nice, one. nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I again out of all the Halos. I see now from, why you didn't talk much during that. Part. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I get that. Halo One uh, was such a—that's what the podcast here is about. Halo, yeah. But that first introduction, uh, there's there was nothing like it. There's there really has, hasn't been anything like it since. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into this alien world, crash landing, the, the start with the Pillar of Autumn. You know, the the the, the ending of you know chasing through the uh, the the wrecked Pillar of Autumn and everything. Uh, oh yeah, getting, I think the, the Falcon. Flood. The, oh yeah, just the first time you the come across twist. the flood. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge. You twist. know the the, the 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 level started off eerie, and you're just like tracing steps of like another team that was yeah, there. Yeah, like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. if you remember, they're they're just ahead of you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I thought maybe yeah, it was like yeah. you know a day or so later. No, they're just ahead of you because when you get in there at that 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 building the first time, that elevator is coming back up from them. The library, yeah. And, oh, yep. Uh, yeah, and so you're going, you're going down there. It's before the library. Uh, I, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, on the marshland. Yeah. Area. A three four three guilty spark. I, I remember yeah. on that that same level towards the end, there's like a, a light bridge. Uh huh. that like flickers on and off. Oh yeah. And oh yep. I don't know. I don't, know, about. I don't, I don't know what I did, but for some reason I thought I had to cross that. I got lost in those levels as a kid. Oh. And, yeah, I was you just like, had to go down, I think, and into one of the other rooms. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you had to jump across the light. So I spent about an hour and a half trying to figure trying out, to figure out How the How do I activate this thing? Yeah, and trying to get over there. And I actually made it once or one time. Maybe okay. once or twice. And uh, I can't remember if that helped me at all. It probably didn't. And I was just like, <laughs> well, what? this isn't the answer. Then what? I've wasted all this time. And you just went in this room and you get a checkpoint. And Super yeah. creepy aesthetic, yeah. 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 I would say that the first Halo game changed like uh okay there was like half-life you know what i mean that really revolutionized first person shooters in a certain way like there was doom and quake and like that natural progression into half-life yeah and then uh i would say that halo combat evolved really helped shape uh first person shooter like narratives you know what yeah I mean? in that and kind of storytelling aspect also absolutely in, uh, you know in terms of uh you know shooting on uh consoles as well I mean, oh I, yeah I, I, consoles yeah, that, sure. that was a that was a big deal. And yeah, that was huge. I mean, people people don't really recognize a lot of times how instrumental Bungie was towards just not just the Halo ecosystem, but everything they'd done in general. I mean, even with Halo Two and the party system. Yep. Yeah. That's what that was. That was a blueprint for. Yeah, for Max Hoberman did amazing with everything. That. Yeah, everything that's come since has been at yeah. a source from that the foundation of that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely, great choice. Yeah, great choice, without a doubt. What's your? Oh, go also, ahead, go ahead. I just you want to point out too, just absolutely. to give some people some more nostalgia. The beginning of the fourth level, the silent cartographer flying in 
on the pelican and landing on yeah, the and beach. You're pushing yeah. uphill. Oh. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so satisfying. Uh, so how often satisfying. did you do the uh, warthog jump? Like where you uh, you would there was a bunch of grenades. I remember and you could drive a warthog. <laughs> oh yeah. Part, launch grenades yep. and it would fly through the air. As yeah, I remember doing that a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh. that. So many times. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. What's I yours, mean, man? For number five. For number five, yeah. So I my number six was Halo. Number five, I would put um now this is kind of obscure, but uh okay. Dead Rising off the record. It's Dead, Dead Rising. Rising. Yeah. I love, this one's off the record. Oh wait. Okay, here's the deal. I love the entire Dead Rising franchise. The first oh, one was okay. amazing. Yeah. It was the first game I had for the three sixty oh, okay. before yeah. Red Ring. Uh, I love the time <laughs> I fell in love with that game and I hundred percent it at least twice, right? Uh, all the side story, all the, you know, and it was super hard as well, super challenging. Then they made Dead Rising 2, which I thought was even greater, uh, even more amazing with a whole new character, a whole new setting with a bunch of added mechanics, same time mechanic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then they had another, they they remade it and called it Dead Rising 2 Off the Record, where you play yeah. as the character from the first game with an entirely new story. And it was only like $8. Like they released it for super cheap, like half price. You know what I mean? It was a full-on reimagining of the entire Dead Rising 2 game where you can play as the character from the first game, Frank West. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. And that one I played like probably a thousand hours into a super linear game. Well, I don't know. What was the length linear, of it, you I mean, I know it's it pretty long depends on Because, yeah, you... there is like a, a strict time limit. I would right. say... Uh, at least ten hours. You okay, know what I mean? that's pretty good for that much. Yeah, and you know you could you could fail at any time because you missed something or, or yeah. you you know what I mean, and you would have to reset. As but you would keep all your levels and stuff like that. You know what I mean? The okay. story would just reset. Did you ever play the first game? I've only ever played the demo. Okay, the so, demo, of the first. Yeah, game. that's the thing about those games. I, I I think I played a little bit of two, but not off the record. Okay, that, I didn't know about that. It's amazing. Uh, but in the first game, you have like I think three or four days. Three days. And you have a watch. And you have mm, only mm-hmm. so many things you can do in that amount of time. And so right. uh, it was it was so like, well done on survival-based. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just remember you couldn't crouch. Nope. And jump. You could jump. You could jump. Yes. Okay, but you couldn't crouch. And I just remember like being on this upper balcony in the first game where like you couldn't... There was somebody with a sniper trying to shoot you. You couldn't crouch below the... It just... Yeah. Uh, there were so many hard boss battles in that game. It was hard and janky. And it had know. a lot of different... It was by Capcom. Uh, yep. And, and uh, they, they, they like to like limit the player uh, by restricting movement. Just like how they do in like Resident Evil where you can't like aim and shoot at the same time. But, uh, God, that, that, that was such an amazing concept. And it's just crazy. Like I can't imagine something like that getting made today to where it's like time like that, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, they even... Uh, Dead Rising 3 and 4 kind of did away with that whole time mechanic. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, we need more cool concepts like that. Yeah, and it was challenging, nice. yeah. but the thing about it is it was super rewarding yeah. once you once you beat it. But yeah, that 72 <sighs> hours, once you if you did everything, it actually turned into uh, five days, so you get 24 more, or 48 more hours oh, to nice. figure out the final events. When it, it gets uh, real crazy. It gets, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it gets real yeah, crazy. It's, it's real pretty, nuts. The, the, there's like different endings and stuff like that. But yeah. One of the things that I thought was really funny, though, uh, and kind of cool, was they they explained there's, you know, this world, this, this you know, universe's zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As coming from cows and yep. like bad Oh, meats. wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's because of uh, basically American overproducing of cows and genetically altered beef and stuff like that you know what i mean to feed the to feed everybody so 
No, that's where you. this whole thing like originated from. So there, it was like a terrorist plot by really a single guy from a single family who got really wronged in that sense, uh, unleashed this plague upon the, you know, Willamette, Colorado, or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. No, that's a, that's cool. It's one of those games I think I've always kind of wanted to get to, especially like Dead Rising Four. I wanted to try because when I first got, yeah, I know. If you guys can't see it, but just making a poo poo face right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I love Dead I Rising three. one through three. I think they're yeah. all amazing. Dead Rising four, I had I, I had to give up on. Well, was three so the launch unfaithful. game? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Was three the launch on Xbox One game? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of. Because when I got an Xbox One, it was in mid to late 2014. There still wasn't too too still much amazing, out for it. Though. And I know I a lot of people were playing that. I think yeah, you were too. But yeah, yeah pretty good. Uh, my fourth game is Toy Story two. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Greatest Ouch. game of all time. Okay. okay. No, I'm, one, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? That's a great question. No, it's uh, number four. Uh, this actually used to rank up a little higher, but it's just, it's like, you know, like we kind of keep circling around. Like, it's just the, the list is always, it's ever changing. Yeah. You know? Really is. So, but Toy Story has always been up there. Excuse me. I loved it because the, my experience with it was amazing because I love the Toy Story movies particularly like i mean they're all good but i think the first two particularly were like amazing the third one i've only seen once because i cry every time i know i will i know i'll cry every time and i don't feel like putting myself through that i'd rather have fun so when i play toy story 2 it's cool because you actually just it's not open world but you really do feel like you get to explore the areas like andy's not just andy's bedroom but then you go out and you the first level you're literally exploring the house so you you go down into the basement you go into the garage you go into the living room the kitchen and it's just because you're a toy, everything is so big. I recall that, yeah. Yeah, and I remember there was a uh, like a construction site which was just was huge at the time, and you what had to console? collect. It was PlayStation One. PlayStation. I think Dreamcast as well, and it might have been 64, but I played it on. I remember PlayStation. Toy Story on 64. I think. Yep, that one I never got to play. Cause, yeah. But again, I didn't have a 64, and I think that might have been Super NES as well. But uh, yeah, it was it was very fun. Um, had plus it was always playing the Toy Story music and you would have to collect the 50 pizza tokens and it was something you didn't need to do to beat the game but it got to a point I loved replaying through it so much that it just it gave me that sense of challenge that made me want to replay it and I know now we have all the achievements and stuff in games and trophies and it's like that kind of makes it more fun but for me that was like just a, uh, an achievement within itself if that makes sense where i was just like i tasked myself like i want to get all 50 right yeah right, right. kind of like a uh, super mario 64 unlocking all the the rainbow world yeah or the rainbow bridges yep. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. so i man i have such a soft spot for that game and i always like to ask brian who do you think would win in a fight between uh master chief and uh and buzz lightyear that's one of my favorite master chief or yeah buzz yeah let me yeah, yeah, real, real quick real quick just super short and then we'll just keep moving um, I would, I mean, I'm going to say Master Chief, but I like to think if we're thinking in just a genuine versus match, might still be a little tough. I don't think it's going to be Hand easy. to hand? Yeah. Or would there I be think, weapons? Yeah, just anything. Would they have their weapons? Like, would yeah. Buzz Lightyear have his laser? Like laser? Yeah. Hmm, then that makes it, I don't know. Buzz Lightyear and the Master Chief? Yeah. Head to head. I want to pick Buzz Lightyear, but I feel like it would be Master Chief. Is this a serious conversation This right is now? a serious yeah. question. <laughs> Who We're talking be? about a toy versus the Super Soldier. If he was real, like you know, in the, the same cartoon, yeah, like the cartoon Buzz Lightyear Star Command, yeah. Let's if say were... Master Chief got sent through a wormhole and ended up in 
on a planet. Smack my hands right now. Master Chief would win. Master Chief, okay. You go with Buzz. You want to go with Buzz, dude? I'm. I would say I if would he had a, an actual laser-armed projectile, right? Then yeah. I would say it'd be pretty even, but I'd have to give it to. Does Buzz Chief. Lightyear have, have shields? I would think so. I, I mean, I guess to. I don't know, but I would think so. They would have the if if it was in the same universe and they were both like as kitted out as they were. I would yeah. say that their armor would basically be pretty much the Does same. Does Buzz Lightyear have super strength? No, I guess not. Well, I mean, in his in his universe, in his you know, in I like see the, what you're trying to do, Justin. The child's mind aspect. I'm but sure he does you know what Boba Fett things. does have? That you can fly. So that's pretty cool. He can't fly. He can follow. He can style. fly in his he own universe. He can, he, in his universe, he has a jetpack. In our universe, he falls with style. It's very different. Master Chief gets a jetpack at some point. It's a little different. Oh, no, it's, he it's doesn't. Does he? No, not him. Well, personally. yeah. If you count multiplayer, I mean, you you get it, but. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, in reach, in one. reach, the Spartans. Yeah. Yeah, but Master Chief never does. I like how specific we're getting about this now. Yeah. I really like it. But okay, okay. But anyway, the Hulk would be Wolverine, no problem. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I remember the Batman and Wolverines debates back in the day it was crazy. But anyway, just to get back on subject, Toy Story Two loved that game, and it's just to this day, it's so much fun to replay. I get super nostalgic. Uh, what's yours though? Uh, number four. Uh, well, this is a newer game. Oh, interesting. I like the idea of newer games being on. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, the movie Fern Goalie, and I, it definitely gave me some vibes of that, but it is such an amazing game. Uh, I can't... I, it, it's the only game made in the last five, actually 15 years, really, that I've gone... Well, like, excluding Halo, that I've actually been able to go back and beat twice, and it's the only game that I've beat 100% twice. Ori in nice. the Blind Forest. Nice. Oh. Amazing game. Amazing atmosphere. You've been trying to get me to play this for a while, so I know you love it. We just talked oh about it the God. other day, too. I asked you about well, how excited you were for the sequel, yeah, and you were like, oh. The, the leveling up in that, and the way, like, just just everything. The art, the uh, control, everything, the enemies, everything is just so well done mm-hmm. and so fun and fluid to play. Uh, I kind of want to play it again, honestly. Again, like, do you I, think you might before the sequel comes out? Because I know, like, yeah, yeah, like I said, when I asked you about it, you were like, "Dude," I mean, more or less, you're like, "Let me tell you a hundred and one reasons why." I'm gonna, I'm gonna just watch my uh, my girl play it. That's a good she, idea. She has to beat Limbo first, and she's gonna. I have to have her beat Inside. Okay. Another great game. Yeah, I've heard, I've like, heard that would have had an, as an honorable mention. I guess mm-hmm. I'm honorably mentioning it now. That's fine. Uh, amazing game too. Fun, and they're like four or five hours long. Yeah. Uh, uh, unless you have trouble with puzzles, and they're much longer. Yep, that's uh, me. But yeah, or, or in the Blind Forest, oh, yeah, I just, I just, I adore that game. Yeah, just it so, looks pretty. So it does good. look pretty. Have you ever played it? I have not played it, but I'm very familiar, and it yeah. does look pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass, so I can yep. pick it up and yeah, yeah it is on Game Pass. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what about yours, man? What's your number four? Number four. Number four. Number four. Uh, definitely have to be Skyrim. For Ooh, sure. Okay, yes. cool. Yes. Which Skyrim? Oh, which one? Oh, which edition? No, no, no. What is Skyrim? I've never heard of this game before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and the reason being, uh, Skyrim was the first RPG probably that got me into RPGs, I would say. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that's uh, awesome. I, I rented that because of all the hype for the 360, and then that's what made me become like a Bethesda fan. I remember that was what made me play Fallout 3 in the New Vegas. Oh, and so I fell did in you love play it around the time it came out? 
Yeah, Skyrim, okay, like, right yeah. when it came out, just because the hype around it, you know? Okay, yeah, it was huge. And that really got me into RPGs. Like, the only other game RPG I'd played before that was Fable, which I really, really liked. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, Skyrim definitely made me, like, a Bethesda fan, for sure. Uh, I've beaten it, I would say, three or four times, and I'm playing through it again right now <laughs> in VR, so. Which I played, uh, he let me try out, which is awesome, and I got the sickest I've ever been yeah, since absolutely uh, I've this. had the flu. Yeah, <laughs> so, he uh, definitely had the worst reaction. So I understand yeah. why they, I haven't really experienced too many people who have tried it that have like the the reaction that I did. It, yeah, it says yeah. it causes <laughs> nausea and stuff, and I was like, that's like really a myth. But no, it really afterward I played one uh, like probably twenty minutes of another game, and then we tried. To, I I was we watched an episode of Full Metal Alchemist, and I remember sitting there and Jeff was talking to me at certain points. So I was like, yeah, uh huh. And then afterward, I was up. like. I'm probably gonna go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just had to like lay down. Yeah. And, yeah. But no, it was super great. Uh, I totally get that because I remember going to launch with Brian and Creighton for that game, and it was just an amazing experience. I re- I remember Brian, to his credit, he's always been so much more social than I have, um, and I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older. But at the time, I was like not like that at all. So I remember it at a particular moment, probably within the last hour, because at the time, at the time I remember you would you would go in there, you would get your sort of like ticket, and then you would you know it have a number on it. That's your queue, so you could go ahead and leave and then just come back. Yeah, you, know, you didn't have to wait in line. So I remember at one point we were all in the three of us were in Brian's car, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna go talk to a couple people. Do you guys want to come with?" And I was like, "I'm probably gonna stay in the car." And Creighton was like. <laughs> I'm gonna do the same. <laughs> so Creighton and I just stayed in the car, but it was it was Brian's so cool. Socializing. Yeah, uh, but it was so cool because I remember even this elderly guy walking over there, and I was like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever seen in gaming. Like I've never seen all these different age groups oh, congregate yeah. over this one game, and I still haven't to this day, despite there being other games that have been more successful in some ways. So like it's." crazy to me it's surreal so i totally get why that's up there plus it's, it's freaking fun it's an amazing game and yeah. re-experiencing in vr like actually being there you know what i mean yeah. I, some of the things i've seen a million times looking like brand new to me you know what i mean like the, i remember walking past this one tree at night and it had this kind of luminescent quality to mm-hmm. it and i just was staring at it and i got lost in there for about a good two or three minutes mm-hmm. it was amazing you were watching khajiit yeah, when, when I was playing VR, workers. when I was playing VR, we're right outside Solitude, and I walked down a bit, and to my left is this, uh, yeah, caravan group, like he said, and this one female, because she is just sort of chopping wood, and Jeff's like, you can go up to him, and I'm like, I'm just standing and staring, like, it's <laughs> just like, You're I'm like, in awe amazing. right now. I was like, I was trying to describe it to Jeff, and I'm like, because it's my first experience in VR, and I was like, it literally feels like, she's like, like if you stood over there, Justin, mm-hmm. in the corner of the room, that's what it would feel like. You know, just in terms of distance. Like, it was weird. I never felt that kind of, like, vision or sense of it. I don't know how to explain it. Sense of it. depth and yeah, in sense a, of scale. Yeah, because yeah. it's because but because but it's VR, it's like, whoa. You're actually there. And even yeah. in, the, in the first sort of hub you get in that little cave, I was looking around like, whoa! Yeah, you know, it's amazing. It, it's, it really puts you there. And, like, you you will never really get a sense of accurate scale until you wear play it. Until you play VR in any yeah. game. Because, like, I had you walk I up to a mammoth. Yeah, and the giants, and they're actually like fourteen feet oh tall. Oh my god! Yeah, I literally told him I was like, I'm gonna go find a giant. And then when I then on my way to it, I saw mud crabs, and I freaked out yeah. because they were huge. They're the size of beetles. Like they look, the car, like a VW Volkswagen. Grossed me out to begin with. Yeah, yeah, imagine seeing one that big coming after you. Yeah. yeah, that's what's amazing about the whole VR thing. Yeah. So yeah. 
But yeah, Skyrim, amazing, amazing story. Obviously, I'm sure everyone's played it on at least 15 different yeah, consoles right? and <laughs> toasters. And yeah, anything they can make it run on. So yeah, amazing game. I think yeah, I think amazing. Todd Howard said something about like you know people complaining. You know, you keep on doing Skyrim ports. <laughs> he says like we'll, we'll stop making when people stop buying them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's fair. Like I get both sides of it because like on like I remember way back on like when it was. We were in the Xbox One era and the PS4 era. People were like, "Oh, I'd love to have these." And all in all the games that were getting remastered and remade, they were like, "I'd love to get these remastered or backwards compatible." And then they were like, "Boom, you got it." You got it. And then, but then they were like, "Okay, though this, there's this one, there's this one, there's this one." And it's like, I get it. He even said in an uh, IGN interview, he was like, "You know, part of the reason this one's taking so long is uh, for the next one is if you notice, people have played Skyrim for about almost ten years now." So in designing that one, they want to make 15. sure they design it. Has it? I think it came out. In no, it was 2011. It was, was, it was 2011. Yeah, I remember. It. But but yeah, he was like, you know, we're we're trying to design this, you know, for like to be a game that's going to be enjoyable to be played for 10 years. Oh, nice. You know, and, and I'm sure that doesn't necessarily mean that he's implying that they're not going to make another one within a 10 year gap, but just trying to have that scope and ambition and how do you outdo their most successful game of all time? I think it's still as so. entertaining as it ever it was. It is. It really is. It really is. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, we're kind of getting to the end of this. It's crazy. Uh, my third one is also a newer one, relatively. Witcher 3. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, so, the more, I, the farther way I get from having beat that game, the more it climbs. I don't, I think at the most, it could be top two, or it could be a number two. It'll never be number one. I'll get to that. But, dude, I just love that experience. I played that game over the course of two or three, Two and a half years, and granted, <laughs> I play because I, I got a one hundred percent. I wanted to do every mission, contract, and everything I could do available. I also was like really, like careful and, and slow and meticulous in how I like leveled up and the gear and improving it. Just anything I could do, I was just incredibly like anal with it. So there were there were points in time where like maybe after the first year, I was like, I'm sick of having this be my main game, despite me loving it. So I'm gonna go play something else for a while because sometimes I'm I, I like to be singularly focused. Like I'll have multiplayer games, but I like to have this one core game I'm playing. So I was like, I'm gonna go play Dragon Age Inquisition. Big mistake because oh, that's yeah. just as big, if not, I mean, a little bit less. But it's it's still a big game depending on how you play it. And yeah, so I was like, after a while, I was like, I need to stop playing this and go beat The Witcher. And then I play The Witcher, and I'm like, ah, oh, but I want to play Dragon Age. And then I play Dragon oh, yeah. Age and Witcher, and I was like, flip 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 flop flip flop and yeah, uh, Witcher 3 just has an amazing story. I love Geralt so much. Um, and the characters, you know, uh, I just, it was so ambitious of a game, and it makes me all the more excited for Cyberpunk because of just, that is like, out of all the games I've ever played, it is uh, objective, well, I say subjectively, I guess, but I, I feel like it's probably objectively the most polished game I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. In terms of being like, like, there just wasn't really too many issues with bugs, the, the, just the level of quality, the quality of life in those games, and just the the stuff, the free DLC they did, the expansions, which like the first one was like only ten bucks, and you get like 10, 15 hours of gameplay. The next one's twenty dollars, thirty hours of gameplay, and for some games you pay sixty and you get far less than that, which doesn't necessarily make it bad, but it's like that's a crazy good deal, and just all the improvements added via patches and stuff. So amazing time, show we watched the show, yeah, show's awesome. Amazing. And I didn't think anyone could beat that dude's voice for Geralt. But then when I see Henry Cavill doing it, I'm like, you know, if they do a next one and this guy just for some reason isn't available, Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. You just have to, you know, you can't be a regular man. You have to be a Superman. 
Uh, <laughs> you got jokes. <laughs> no, that was that was uh, you know that's fair though. That's fair. No, Witcher, <laughs> Witcher Three is incredible. I like its uh, its realism in that world. You yeah, know what it's, I mean? very, like, it's really very gritty. Set. Yeah, yeah, very gritty. Yeah. Uh, very like like Skyrim is very uh, fantastical in certain ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas Witcher Three is really set in this world and it really adheres to those like guidelines that it puts. Absolutely, out. and yeah. it's also like it deals with a lot of like Polish folklore, which was like interesting to me oh, to yeah, learn yeah, about because. Yeah. They even have the whole like the bios and everything, and it's just so in depth. And it's just the game, this, the world is so dense, and there's just so much to it. And I, I don't know, I could talk for so long about that game, but over to you, man. What's for number your number two for number three? Number three, yeah. Oh. Um, my number three, number three, is number three. Is number Super three. Mario World. Nice. Okay, which one was that one again? How dare you! Oh, I knew it. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna say something. Yeah. Super Mario, yeah. yeah, Super Mario was uh, Super Nintendo, and uh, you know the uh, it's where you get Yoshi the first time. Yeah, was that also the one where it had the map and you could like? Yep. That yep. one, I, okay. Well, they, you, they, you go they, ahead. I actually, think three also maybe the, I think the three didn't, but two, three, three. Three also had a map kind of going by a little With bit. With separate sections. I'm pretty okay. I was just gonna say because I, I can't. I don't World have much. Was one map and you traverse the whole thing. Eventually. Yeah, I was gonna say because yes, I think yes. you, you guys had it, and I like I said I didn't have a Super Nintendo, but I just remember seeing you and Steven play it at times, and it was it to me that was like at the time that was what open world was to me. I didn't think of it as that, but like when I look back on it in retrospect, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it was because I see that map and I'm like, you mean you can choose where you go, and then I'd see you guys yeah. do it. You had never played looked, a Lynx by then? or No. Um, yeah, and the only other Mario game I played was the very first one because we had a, mm. a Nintendo. So, oh, but anyway, yeah. over to you, man. I want to so, hear your no, thoughts yeah, on it. No, uh, yeah, so it was, it was so cool. And there's, you know, I didn't realize this as a kid, but like as an adult going back, like say if you like, you know, you, you lose a life or whatever like that, or you're, like, you're having trouble at some specific level and you, you need a cape, you just go out of that and you go back to the level where you get a cape in the beginning or the very first. Yeah. Yeah. You, you pause and hit select. It takes you back to the map. And you can okay. Do your stuff and you can go right back to that level. Okay. That's you, cool. You, you, you can go farm. Yeah. You, you capes have far- and suits and stuff and, and, like that. And so. lives and everything and just yeah. yeah. There's yeah. There's some really cool stuff about that game. Uh, Sounds like it like balanced challenge being challenging, but also like not being so challenging yeah. to the point of frustration. Oh. When it comes to video game music as well, <laughs> just like, it, yeah. got, it yeah. got frustrating. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. When it came to like music as well, to me like that's more to the pinnacle. Of, like when I when I think of like video game music, that you know, but then 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 I still have that stuck in my head. All the songs, yeah, all the songs going into like any of the castles. Did that? Did that come out around the time as the film? Was like like was that the relevant Mario game? This was nineteen ninety, I believe. I believe it came out nineteen ninety maybe nineteen ninety two. Because I can't remember, I just I feel like it was still Super Nintendo was like the relevant console. Yeah, I, I think when that movie came I out, because so. I love that movie. Nobody else does. I mean, I love it. I was gonna say, I'll admit I've seen it enough. I know, I know it. it's bad in some ways, but I, I, I love it and I enjoy it every time. I, I I saw that as a kid. Yeah. And to me, I you know I like it, you know, yeah. but um, I can see why people did not love that movie. I don't love the movie. I don't hate the movie either. I enjoy it, but it has, is nothing like Princess Rose. Who's it? What? Daisy, Daisy, it's yeah, nose. Daisy. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. You are uh, wrong, sir. Daisy instead of Peach, you know. <laughs> yeah. Daisy uh, is a character in Super Mario Brothers. Eventually. Right? Eventually, yeah. 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 But. Well, then it, too, I remember the ending of that movie was just amazing because, like, she kicked or no, was it her that kicked? Oh, yeah, she kicks open the door, and, and she's like, she's, like, yeah, she's yeah. got a. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and it just sets up for a sequel that we never got, and just like Master of the Universe. 
Yeah. And also... That's not as cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Well, Masters of... Like, He-Man is awesome, but I just mean the movie itself. Like, that movie is... Yeah. Uh, no, to be fair, I never actually beat Super Mario World as a kid. I never okay. beat it. But I watched my sister play through and beat it and just was, like, amazed the entire time. The very last mission... mission fighting Bowser. Last, you know, fighting Bowser and him, like... Oh, there's so many just actual Bowser at the end instead of all the little his little yeah. children basically. Dude, I remember yeah. I remember even Steven oh, telling me one time just I, it just made me think of it because you said you you weren't able to beat it, but I remember uh, we came over to, I came over to play one game one time and I think Steven was like, Dude, Just, yeah, he's like Justin's really good at Batman Returns. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I've never played it, but I obviously love Batman Returns. Is still my favorite Batman film. So it was like Steven said uh, to me, he's like, do you want do you want to show? It? He could just fly right through it. And I was like. Oh, okay. He's like Justin. You want to play this? And like, you go to play it, dude. You just—that's like a the the. I've never ever watched speedrun stuff, but that was like an in-person oh speedrun experience for me, and it was amazing. I was like, you know, it's like it's like those how the movies try to market kids who like are really good at games. <laughs> oh, that's and stuff. what they were playing. The and I'm like, yeah, so and I'm like, this really is the cool kind of thing play. that they should advertise because this is like mind-blowing seeing yeah. Justin fly and through you this. Had to, like, it was insane. You were so I, skilled with it. I was like. <laughs> I was maybe six, seven times. Yeah, we were very young. So for me yeah. to be that good at that game uh, shows that I did not do my schoolwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, Super Mario World, I would say oh. that that's definitely one of my sister's favorite. Right under Super, uh, Super Metroid. Yeah. Right, okay. Maybe right above, too, because she had beaten it, but also she unlocked all the Rainbow Roads, all those the six like special oh, maps or whatever. Road, or five. Rainbow Road. But yeah, that's she'd play that constantly. She has that and Super Metroid on her. She still has a... The Nintendo Wii U, you know okay, what I mean? and she like she still plays it to this day. So okay, very nice. What's your uh, number three, man? Number three, all right, Shadow of the Colossus, Ooh, PlayStation nice. Two. You do talk about that very highly. I do talk, and I talk about it a lot because yeah, it's for an the, amazing game. Uh, no one know. I, I don't think I mentioned it before. Jeff and I work together. We talk about this stuff a lot. Oh, so yeah. yeah, go ahead, man. I just, yep. See, uh, you told me so many. You've spoken super highly about that game. Yeah, it originally Shadow- launched on PS Two, correct? Man? Yep. Yep, okay. PS2, and uh, it's it's an amazing game. And my like the biggest argument anyone can make about it is that if people don't think that video games are art, you could show them this game because it's absolutely beautiful in almost every way. It is very artistic. It has a really very minimally like dialogue story, mm-hmm. but it has a super heavy impact. You know what I mean? You're going around fighting these monsters. Some of them like uh, defend themselves against you some of them outright attack you whereas others are more passive and it's like who's really the bad guy like is it is it are you oh. trying to to destroy these creatures because they did something wrong or like are you being sent to hunt these creatures for almost what seems like no reason at all but your your motivations are that you uh, you carry your like lifeless uh, basically lover into this temple or whatever and the, this uh, this ancient entity this spirit called Dormammu basically uh, recruits you to bargain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he said, like, if you can slay these sixteen colossus and uh, basically set my 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 soul free, then mm-hmm. uh, then you know I will resurrect your girlfriend. And by the time you end up doing that, uh, Dormammu ends up like taking you over, basically. Like he imprints oh. like the, the super dark ending. Super dark ending. Really? You become... I didn't know that. Spoilers. No, no, no. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, I mean, it's it's just cool. That's, yeah, we don't usually get that. As you play, when you defeat these monsters, like their their life essence kind of gets absorbed into you and also set free. It's actually this ancient entity, this evil entity that was split into those sixteen fragments and spread throughout this place called like it's like the Forbidden Zone, the Forgotten okay. Realm. 
And uh, each time you start off as a as an orange haired character with a really nice clothing, and each time you destroy one, mm -hmm. you get more and more corrupt. Your skin starts to turn gray, your eyes start to fade, and your hair starts to turn dingy purple. Okay. By okay. the end of it, you look super corrupt, and after you fight the last hardest boss, the last colossus, mm -hmm. you turn into one, and you're there. And you, uh, these like uh, monk type people come and chase you down because obviously they know what you're doing, you know what I mean? You stole what's known as the Queen's Sword and it's the only thing that can really destroy these things because that's what they were sealed by. And uh, you turn into one and you're lumbering about, smashing them, you know what I mean? You ended up getting sealed again, but he does grant your wish in that uh, your, your girlfriend does get resurrected. Okay. And uh, in your place... After you get sealed, basically they reseal this monster. You uh, you revert into like a, a baby with very large horns. Wow! Which goes into the next. It's like a sequel called Ico. That's what that is. I was literally thinking of Ico the entire time. Yep. Ico's the sequel. Yeah, Ico is the sequel. What? Yeah. So yeah. Because that released before it, right? But is that, yeah. is it? So yep. they just took Shadow Colossus and found a way as to make a yeah, prequel. Whole new that game. Didn't know it was a prequel. Yeah. So and, no one knew. Uh, did was it advertised as that? Afterwards, yeah, okay, but, but I don't think prior. people, yeah, I don't okay. think people like were super aware that like, hey, these two games are directly related, and well, also like they're really not related at all. It's totally different game. I'm gonna ask you like, it's pretty interesting because there's not too many games that I'm aware of where you are playing as a good guy, and then as you play through, you start to question your morality. I was gonna ask you exactly. So with I was like, no gonna dialogue, say, when your so. first experience playing this, was it like, were you actually starting to do that? Were you like, am I actually doing the right thing, or does the story? Yeah, well, okay, like the first one you fight. Is, uh, is holding like a weapon, right? So you automatically assume that this is a, a monster, a large monster. The second one you fight is just like hiding in a cave and it does attack you, but only after you provoke it. Okay. Like the third one is also holding a huge weapon, but you like go to it and you wake it up to fight you. And I think the fourth one is like peacefully wandering the, the grasslands, like eating the vegetation. You wake it up and you stab it to death, oh, basically. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, eventually, like, the last one, they start to, like, shoot laser blasts. They start to get really challenging. But each each boss, not only are they enormous, some of them are smaller, but, like, they're each a puzzle in itself. And uh, the main thing is I beat that so many times over and over again. I've owned it so many times, and I beat all the time attack modes, all the, like, the time trials, you know what I mean, on easy and then yeah. hard. I studied speedrunning tutorials, and I used to do amazing things. Like, my uncle came over and watched me defeat all 16 Colossus really quickly in a time trial awesome. mode. And yeah, flattering. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah. It was like the... It, I would say that's the main game I ever really tried to do, like, 100%. Like, all of my focus, you know what Absolutely. I mean? It was like to master this game, and I basically did. And that's why it's so high on the list. That's why I love it so much. It's amazing, and I think everyone should play it. It has a, a Definitely really sell good, me on it more now, yeah, it had, too. It definitely yeah. has a really good lesson of morality, too. Okay. So, you know what I mean? I like so, it, dude. That sounds it's awesome. It's like poetic. It is... Yeah. Very poetic. And also, amazing music. Amazing soundtrack. Battle music is great. It's that explains all, it's, why I got put on PS4 then. You know? Oh, yeah. It got yeah, yeah remastered. And I, I, yeah, I hear a lot of people talk about it. But Absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, so if you don't have anything more to say no, that, about yeah, that. Okay, it. no, I was just saying, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, I could talk about that game. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, my second favorite game of all time would be Oblivion, which is what you picked nice. earlier. Nice. Yeah, nice, nice, so nice. that's why I was like, I, I you always just like talk to, about Olivia. Yeah, I, I am surprised we haven't had any like overlap until just number two right now. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but uh, I'm sure if I looked at my my 100 list, there'd be at least 50 of those games. You'd be like, oh, that absolutely. should be higher, Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you would at least be like, that's uh, totally Josh. That yes, <laughs> I completely agree. Like some of the football games, I think too, like ESPN NFL 2K5. Oh yeah, but uh, lo we love that game. But um, Madden sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, 
I love Oblivion uh, for the same reasons Justin said. Uh, I had one experience where I remember being in a cave. I had the adoring fan with me, and I remember I sent him away or something, or maybe I told him, or no, no, no. I had lost track of him. I didn't know where he was, and I was like, okay, he's kind of annoying anyway. He should be called the annoying fan. So I was like, I went about my missions, and I go into this one cave, and I'm going down this long sort of curving uh, sort of hallway that leads up into this very big cave. Wow, it's just making me, I'm getting Game Master feelings right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, it goes into this big hallway, or this big room. It just opens up. And as I sort of start to get to the point where I'm at the end of the hallway, and I'm kind of coming to the opening of the room, uh, I see the walls start to sort of light up. Like, keep in mind, it's like a, it's brown, right? So it starts to light up this sort of, like, yellowish tint. And I'm like, what is that? And it's just, it's kind of jiggling a bit, and it starts freaking me out. And I, I as I turn around... I get sucked into conversation, like how it worked in that game, and my camera just swivels to him, and he's like, Bye Azura, Bye Azura, Bye Azura! And I was like, Oh! <laughs> I got so scared. Uh, it, was, it was hilarious. The game was so much fun. Um, Eric still gives me crap to this day because I ate troll fat in that game, which was like, he thought it was ridiculously disgusting, which is hilarious. That's always been a thing for us. Because I remember there's a mission where a dude gets trapped. I can't remember how it starts, but a guy is trapped inside of a painting of his. And you go in there to try to get him, and there's painted trolls. And I was in the midst of trying to eat all this different stuff I had. I end up eating painted troll fat. And he was like, you ate that? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, ah! And I was like, ah, I wish I never said that. But, you know, like, and then to this day, yeah, he would. Uh, now now whenever, like, we we sort of co-op chatted whenever we played, like, we replayed through Oblivion or when we played Skyrim in the past. I'll be like, hey, Eric, I got Skyrim. He's like, oh, you're going to eat that. And I was like, oh, you know I'm eating that now. Giant's toes. Yeah, I'm like, all, mm, day. Oh, all day, baby. Yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, it was super fun game. I prefer it over Skyrim. I think Skyrim is a much better game, but I think I have so much nostalgia and love for Skyrim because it's like, the contrast between the two is Oblivion. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say Oblivion is more lush and foresty, and I love, my favorite aesthetics to exploring games and stuff is like, jungle terrain and like uh, forest. forest terrain I love that stuff that high Whereas, fantasy classic exactly high fantasy yeah exactly sure. a winter wasteland yeah, yeah yeah exactly and that's that's still cool in of itself yeah because it has like a vikings sort oh, of feel yeah. to it for the sure thing. Yeah. yeah but like I love that the combat I don't like as much because they level up with you whereas in Skyrim you can go into a cave and be they, they're OP, not as leveled, and yeah. you actually feel some strong. Level with yeah, you, yeah, some of them do, and then other ones don't. And like, I love so much. The combat's so much more satisfying in Skyrim because you even have like with the bow and arrow, you have the oh, cinematic yeah. camera that follows that. Oh, yeah. uh, and even if you're a mage, it'll do that too. But uh, I just, dude, I think the quests were so much fun. The Who Done It, uh, great mm. mention. Uh, the Ghost of Anvil, which was the mention, uh, I think the, the mission yeah, you're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, that yes. was great. Uh, like I said, the painted troll fat. I mean, there's so many different quests that come to mind i i did everything and then i finally did the the main quest last and you had patrick stewart in there <laughs> yeah, you patrick had sean stewart bean i mean you had yeah and then what was great too is i think they had like two or three other people for voice actors that rounded out the npcs so every time you talk to like a nord it would be one dude's voice yeah. you know and like it was just hilarious you talk to an ogre it's going to be the same voice every time yeah. even though he looks different and i I kind of missed that, but I, like just because it was you were able to suspend your disbelief, you oh, know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Skyrim is a much better game. But I just my heart's my my joy yeah. really stems from my time in Oblivion. It was fun, and 
I do have to say too, lastly, before I pass it over to you, Justin, that uh, that was I had this just little side story regarding that game is I remember back um, the early 360 days, like when that was still kind of a relatively new game. I was uh, playing that, or I was about to play it with Eric, and we didn't know that you could party chat while you played games. Oh yeah, or private chat. We didn't know didn't know you could private chat. And like you thought you'd have to be in the same game. Yeah, because on the original Xbox you could private chat in the dashboard and that was it. You had unless you went into a video game. Party chat didn't come out till later. Right. Yeah, so they have the, the private chat feature, but at this point in time we thought once we boot up the game it's gonna just disconnect it. So we both decided we were private chatting in the dashboard and we were like, Okay, we're gonna go play this game. I was like, Chat with you later, Eric. He's like, Yep, peace. And to boot up the game and you know, I still got my, my headset on. I haven't taken it off yet. And I'm, I load in, and I'm just exploring. And I'm like, I just do it. <clears throat> and he's like, Josh? And I was like, Eric? He's like, are you, you can hear me? And I was like, wait, you can hear me? And it was this whole moment of like, wait, you're there? And a lot of discovery. This is amazing. And then at first we were in a state of denial. Like, it's going to disconnect us any second. You know, we're like, somehow we've like glitched the system or something. And then, yeah, come to find out, we could. that's a normal thing and a feature they had. But it blew our minds. And we always... One of my favorite things, I always refer to it as co-oping Elder Scrolls games. It's so much fun when you're talking with a friend as you're playing and you're hearing what they're going through, what they're experiencing as you're kind of doing your own thing. It makes it feel like they're in that world. You know, so you guys played it together, yeah. but yeah, separately. Yeah, yeah. so I, cool. I love that game. So much nostalgia attached to it, too. And I remember getting the collector's edition with the Uriel Septum coin and <laughs> nice. stuff like that. So, And I started over so many times. So Sean Bean died. So many times. <laughs> no, not Sean Bean. I mean uh, Patrick Stewart's yeah. dude. Like, or yeah. Septum. Yeah. Uh, Sean Bean dies at the end. <laughs> so, yeah. I just had a major revelation, ladies What's and gentlemen. That? Sean Bean is the real Mr. Bean. I don't get it. Am I missing you something? You know Mr. Bean? Yeah. Rowan Atkinson? He's, yeah. he's in real life. Rowan but Atkinson. But you're saying Sean Bean is, is, actually, is actually Mr. Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't that, know. They're, they're just, I just never connected <laughs> that before. I was like, oh. I would hate if my last name was Bean. I wonder if, like, let me ask you this, Justin. If they're both in the same room, standing next to one another at a party, who do you go up to and say, <laughs> hello, you know, who do you introduce yourself to and, and shake and... Mr. Bean? Yeah. Mr. Bean? <laughs> hello, Mr. Beans. <laughs> and then Rowan's like, huh, yeah. I'm kind of tired of hearing that. Uh, but, yeah, what's up? Uh, number two. Number two, man. Um, Number two. Uh, <laughs> I have actually a pretty good story uh, for this one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce it with the story, actually. Uh, I can't remember the exact year. I want to say I was maybe 13, 2003, I want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, and my mother takes me to this place called EB Games. Ooh, nice. Love EB Games. It's, it's at Miss the mall. Electronics Boutique. It yep. used to be. Yep. Yeah. And it is yeah. now GameStop, and uh, it will soon be an empty store. Because <laughs> uh, those are going to go bye-bye yeah. here in the next 10 years. And, oh my gosh, we go up and there's like, you know, I'm sure he looked like a kid to me. He, he looked like a you know, kid to me now, but like then he seemed like an adult, you know, Ziddy, Ziddy Adolf or whatever. Yeah. This teenager and everything. And uh, uh, he's... My, my mother asked him, like, what would, what would you recommend for, you know, a new game? Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time I had, like, ideas, but I think I was like, I didn't have anything, you know. Sure. And the guy's talking about how they're playing this new game in the back. 
it's this amazing RPG. Like everything you do, it, it, you know, they, if you do something bad, you know, you, you know, you grow, start growing horns. Or if you, you know, you get a halo. If you start Jeff and I so, just looked at one another and smiled. And it's like you can do anything in the game. You can get married. You can have kids. <laughs> you can kill your family. He says this to my mom, and then he just realizes how he just screwed up. <laughs> yeah. He just stops, freezes this like frozen look in his face, mm-hmm. and that's that's all I remember. Like, just yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I got that. <laughs> I got Your mom that was game. like, "I'm gonna buy that game." No, it was later. I got this. Oh, game. okay. I'm not, I, if she got it, it must have been the sign. Like, just kill us. I'm sick of going to work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of you people. But no, I, I finally got that game, mm-hmm. um, and. and you know, he, he, even that guy was like, oh, they've been working there since the Dreamcast, which to me at that time, oh, that was a long time, it really wasn't, it was like four or five years ago. Yeah. It was four or five years of development, you know, you know Duke Nukem Forever took like, what, how long? Ten it, plus. Yeah. Uh, and we still didn't get like the complete, yeah. Anyways, uh, this game is called Fable, if you haven't figured it out, folks. And Fable, uh, I, I, I was introduced to it towards like right there, and... I didn't get the entire acorn stuff like that, you know, where you plant an acorn and come back into the tree. Mm-hmm. So I, people that knew about that felt left da- felt let down. You um, had no preconceived notions. I, I had no you, so no expectations. I, I went in and was just Blown wow, away. like yeah. the characters getting older. It says something a lot about preconceived notions and expectations when you yeah. go in completely like blindside and you end yeah. up being your, your character gets scarred and the scars stay forever how old were you would you say when you probably 13 yeah. maybe 14 and just uh you know th- th- that also had an arena mode a lot of a lot of rpgs will introduce an arena mode at some point yeah um i feel like with uh you know let's say for example oblivion that's help you like get better at fighting and you know uh, building yeah. up your xp stuff like that uh, this one was the arena and this one was more towards the end and there's just so many amazing moments mm-hmm. in that you know there's you start off with the guild you know you go all the way through to uh is it Power Stone? Power or was that Stone? the second game? I don't remember you know I'm what I'm talking sure. about? Yeah. you know what I'm talking Bowerstone, about though, right? Yeah. oh Bowerstone yeah. oh, Bowerstone Bowerstone I thought it was yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. don't know but continue man yeah I remember all that stuff the first encounter you have with the uh, what are the uh, the, the howling uh, you almost had it. They were you like Balbarines. The Balbarines. Yeah, yeah. Such a cool name. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember like going to that the mission scene, the, the, that level and, the, and seeing like, a traitor. Out. Oh, God. The, it was like Misty and all that. And, oh, uh, now, you man. said, yeah. how was your dude at the end of the game or something? Well, you go ahead. I'll, I'll oh, okay. explain my yeah. Yeah. thing well, with that. Yeah. I love those games, too, oh, by dude. the way. All three of them are yeah. amazing, in my opinion. Um, so. I beat two. I never really played much of three. I, uh, I, I never did two, beat two, and I love it two so was, much. Two was very anticlimactic. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Nothing can live oh. up to that first one. Oh, my, man. And you, the experiences you had when you played it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I have a great what experience. I've, what I've got out of the second one, it's my favorite between the two. I And I exclude the third because I haven't played it. But the first one is super good. Did you ever play Lost Chapters? I have... Played parts of it, but I'm okay. Never... I was gonna say because a lot of it is just more so it's implemented in yeah. the rest of the game. It's not like it's not necessarily right. you go to a new place. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like it's like you're getting more perspective yeah. and, and stuff from yeah. different characters. And, yeah, um, it's like exposition. Yeah, and there are so many cool things in that. You know, you get you go into prison for here, and you have to win a race. And if you don't win the race, you're you spend another year in prison. That's your, your scary. Gets older and older. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, by the if you don't play the, if you don't beat the game fast, if you're an old man when you finally beat it, yeah. So that's it, what happened oh, to me. Oh, it was great. Well, let's talk about the soundtrack by Danny Elfman. The theme, oh, like yeah. Oakvale, that you know and everything. Yeah. Oh, oh so good. God. I didn't even realize that was Danny Elfman until you just told me, but it makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. I totally yeah. get it. Um, oh, there, there's just I remember there was one mission there down by the uh, the sea where 
you know, you, you want to attract that beautiful lady, you got to get these three things. And you, you go and get, like, the, this mustache and this haircut and, you know, something else, oh, this yeah. beard. And this guy tricks you. He's like, yeah, you look like a fool. I've been had. I've been bamboozled. Um, yeah. uh, you buying buying a house, you can mount your trophies. You you know, uh, I I always felt terrible about this, but if you eat like baby ducks, you gain like, like you gain XP or something like that. You gain yeah. you gain like you know dark side points essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The baby chicks. Oh, yeah. What about you, man? Gosh. Oh yeah, absolutely love those games. Uh, I was gonna ask you, what did you choose for the ending? Um, I played both ways. I remember the ending. You had the the uh, you can kill your sister, you yeah. get the sword, or you can save her, and you get like nothing memorable armor or something like that. Yeah. I think. Oh, and also if you watch all the cutscenes, they actually tell you how many babies were born from the the, the dev team, and also how many pizzas they ordered. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. that's cool. Yep, yep, yep. Linehead had a good sense of humor. Yeah, for sure. if, if you finished it, then um, the cutscenes, which was like ten minutes long or fifteen minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, you can keep playing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Duh, because, okay, so yeah, I definitely killed my sister. But, babe, I was <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wanted that sword. I was kind of RPing as a bad guy. There uh, you go. I remember I got trapped in the prison. And what I remember is that I was pretty young, although I had uh, white hair at that point. Uh, not white hair, but I had horns already. Yeah. And uh, I, went, I remember going to prison. I failed on this, like, sequence or whatever where uh-huh. I was locked in there for a very long time. And by the time I got out of prison, I was a hunched-over old man, bald oh on gosh. top, super long horns, and long, you know, glistening white hair. Yeah. My sister looked just the, as she did, you know, the last time I seen her. Like, she was, a, like, a 30-year-old She just had woman. to age the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was a withered old man. So I definitely killed her and took that sword and then went around and terrorized pretty much everybody <laughs> with, like, the most OP sword in the whole game. That's awesome. amazing. And then that's why I played the second one, and I played and beat the third one. And, you know, they have their flaws, but I do like – I like all three of them, I would yeah. say, in their own ways. So I, I do like that the butler in three is played by John Cleese. Oh, yeah. 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 Your, little, your assistant, basically. Yeah, definitely, definitely a good game. It's not – it would be in my uh, top 100 somewhere, but it would definitely be on that list because it was – it was a great game. Yeah, maybe so. my top 20 because that, I remember I rented it, but I couldn't mm-hmm. play it yet. And I like had the case in my hands at this family event and I just didn't, I sat down and just stared at it. Like read the manual back <laughs> to back. I was like, so excited to play. Yeah. yeah, and I really, I was like, I, I remember my cousin was there. I was like, hey, James, you got an Xbox, bud? Like, you know, and he was like, no, I don't got that. He was like 20 something, you know what I mean? And I was like, ah. And I was just, you know, just holding this game in my hands, not, you know, waiting to play it, you know? So. Yeah. But yeah, and when I finally did, it was mind blowing. Amazing. At that time, yeah, it so. was definitely good. Definitely good. I think I think the it has that negative association <laughs> with like all the, the the acorn and all the the way Peter Molyneux hyped it up. But like if you look at it just as it is, like you said, you went in just completely open minded. You had had no preconceived notions, expectations, all that. It's super good. It's super yeah. good. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so and the revelation of uh, your your family and everything and how all that stuff happened. Oh my god. Yeah. Sure. What I also love just sure. starting as a kid, Jack even though even though, yeah, yeah, even though it progressed super fast, but like just starting as a kid and like growing up, oh, and then just when you get to the adult point, and then you can start aging, like you said, yeah. it's just cool. So, what's your number two, man? My number two. Yeah. Okay. Now this is probably going to be extremely controversial, but my number two and my number one are both very much new games but uh, i would say my number two is sea of thieves so uh and the reason being because i played that shortly after you had played it and talked to me about it you know what i mean i got i got game pass and i started playing it i absolutely fell in love 
I've had some of the best uh, online multiplayer experiences I think I've ever had. I've made like over a hundred friends on Xbox Live just playing that game. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely called into work a few times. Just to play that <laughs> game. Uh, absolutely fell in love, and we have done some incredible things, some absolutely incredible things with lots of people. You know, yeah. you too. You know, we played it together no, many doubt. times. So. I've, I yeah, we've just recently been it. playing this with Justin, and it's just it's so much fun. I think, I mean, if you haven't played it and you have Game Pass, definitely try it out as long as you have some people to play with because it's just it's amazing, and it's just like a social. It is a social experiment. Yes, it really sure. is, and like there's so I was gonna I was gonna ask you just for an example, what would you say for us at least? What would you say was one of your favorite experiences? Okay, definitely. We had that big group, uh, I think it was the the three boats or whatever, yeah. which was like a total of like eight players or whatever, and uh, I remember we were all just done, cashed in for the day, and we just sat there and probably hung out and talked for a good maybe hour after yeah. that. We had a shootout yes. on the dock. It yeah. was hilarious. We were just messing around, basically, at You just get point. super goofy. Then Justin and I played the other day, and when we were done, we literally <laughs> went to the tavern, and our characters got super drunk. <laughs> Yeah, we were just throwing up, and I got a couple screenshots of him just like blowing chunks and everything. <laughs> what, what about you, man? How do you feel about Sea of Thieves? You know, it, it's amazing to me that it, it, there's no story, there's no narrative. There is the now. Game. There is now. Yes, there, there wasn't though. There wasn't for oh, a but year. Yeah, they've added that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know about mm -hmm. that. Well, to me, it was we really still need cool. to beat it. That's something we should do. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's really cool that like you kind of make the narrative yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I love that aspect. Definitely. Exactly, exactly. But Argus, I can't say that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Argus has his own story, his own yes. character's backstory. Brutus and... Brodacious, you know, and and he's he's a big hefty dude, and he's got a a, a shark scar on his body, like a shark bite. Yeah, because yeah. you know his past was that he he had a wife and a kid, and one day their ship was attacked at night by a storm and a megalodon, and the megalodon the the, the wife and the child fell overboard. The megalodon got him, and he just he got in a fight with it lived but wasn't able to kill it and you know swears vengeance upon it and now he just kind of helps helps out and stuff like that so yeah, i'll store sandwiches so on the, yes the i dams. store i secretly store sandwiches uh, that's my head cannon on uh, the ferry of the dams underneath the cannons don't <laughs> tell anybody though the crates of but, spices yeah and uh i always ask when people get the crates of spices i always ask them specifically to bring it to me because he likes to cook and you know when i sometimes when we go and attack skelly ships I will climb up. We, you know, we'll grab the, uh, the gunpowder barrel. I'll come down, you know, from the crow's nest, and I will jump. Here. Jeff will. Jeff's a great, great captain. He'll steer the ship right into him. I will jump over with that gunpowder barrel, light it, and just boom. And I usually die in the process, but I like to envision myself splitting the ship in half with my body mass because I am a, <laughs> you big, are a big, big boy. boy. I am very you big. You are a thick boy. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of those bananas. You are an On absolute Thieves, unit. You know, for for a year. There wasn't any other food you could find on the Sea of Thieves. It was just bananas. And since then, you know, there's been a lot of gardeners out there in the world. And then, you Apparently. Know, and, and yeah. <laughs> Come in from different parts of the world. And now there's there's uh, tomatoes and all kinds of other Pomegranates. Things. Pomegranates. They're all fruits, yeah. Mangoes. mangoes. Yeah, just all, all kinds of different fruits. I don't know why I said gardeners. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, but I'll, <laughs> on top of all the experiences you can make, you know what I mean? It's like a it's it's an ever-evolving, ever-changing type of, like, landscape. They're yeah, they've added so much. Stuff, adding new islands, new mechanics new lore you know what i mean it's just yeah. it's a constantly shifting like thing and it's 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 amazing and like I, the main thing that's the most fun about it is how many people you can meet and the the friends you can make you know what i mean like Absolutely. i made a really good friend that we would play almost every day every morning so yeah and it i'm sorry go ahead no you, you go. i was gonna say it's worth mentioning too like 
you know, it, it's an interesting how it creates a level of stress that sort of gets fostered when you have a lot of stuff on the ship. Oh yeah. We played with a oh guy, uh, you know, a kid one time who just started swearing because he was so anxious because, like, Jeff's a pirate legend, and I'm getting there, but Jeff just knows way more than I do in that game and has a better head on his shoulders. So like, and after playing with him for a while, I got I got to the same point. So we would just collect a ton of treasure before we even turned it in. We didn't want to like collect a little bit, turn it in, a little bit, turn it in. Yeah, a lot in. of people tend to do that. Yeah. And I've noticed it, 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 it. Even if you lose all that much, like let's say hypothetically you do sink and lose all that much, it's part of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's a pirate game. A hundred to two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars in one turn, and it just—it's just rewarding. It's amazing. Itself. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you find you start getting stressed because then you there's, there's, stressed. as soon as you see a player ship, you're like, "Oh, are they coming toward us?" Other times, you see a skeleton ship. There's that been times you, it helps you strategize. Yeah, and, you know, do stuff at, like in the future and stuff. Like yeah, that, but so. sometimes you get the crack in the megalodon. You'll get stuck in a storm. You're trying to outrun another ship, or and, and then on, on top of it, when you when you do a skeleton fort uh, like a raid, you know, basically in that game, and another ship comes toward, and another you ship and, comes yeah. toward you. You know, uh, you got to try to discern whether or not they're friendly or foe. Do they want to get in alliance? Do they not? And there's people well, that will betray people. And Jeff's had plenty of adventures where he's like totally done that. And, oh yeah. Uh, oh, I've been betrayed, and I've been the betrayer. Can you tell him real quick the fun. story about the pig? The pig. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So as. I normally try and, like, with Hargis or whatever, we'll, we'll hang out and, like, co-captain them, like I said, with you or whatever. Like, it's best if everyone works together, but sometimes you have to actually captain inexperienced people. And I remember I've also played with a lot of kids. There are a lot of kids on the Sea of Thieves, but Which it's is also really hilarious. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. Fun, it's cool, and it's funny cool. to shape them into little savage warriors. <laughs> <laughs> there was this kid I played with. The Milk Marauder, his, he had a random gin Xbox name, and we probably played for like two weeks straight. <laughs> and when he started, he was, I would say, admittedly terrible. But after the like after the first couple days, he was a he was a beast. And I would send him by himself to another ship, and he would be like, "Killed one. Oh, I got another." You know what I mean? And yeah. he would absolutely destroy people. Like I shepherd him into a little pirate lord, basically. Yeah. And it was amazing. But uh. So there's one instance, this one very <laughs> annoying kid who wanted to grab a pig because it was a new thing where you could put pigs in crates and take them with you. And I was like, you know what? We have to, we'll have to feed it to keep it alive. And I just don't think it's a good idea right now. Like I'm about to leave. And the kid was like, you know what? Or he like really insisted. So I was like, all right, fine. And as he brings it on board or whatever, I'm like, all right, so we're ready to go. We got the islands ma- mapped out. And as I set sail, as soon as we start to take off, I run and grab this pig and go to the back and drop it off the back. <laughs> so <laughs> stop. And he had no idea that I even did that for the longest time. That's so mean. <laughs> did he name it too? Yeah, he named it. Oh. He had a whole like backstory for it. He's like, this is gonna be my best friend. I'm gonna take care of it. And I was like, as long as you feed it, bud. And you know, and he was like, Yeah, I promise I will. And I was like, Alright, I'm just I don't wanna have to take care of it, you know, that's gonna be your responsibility. And as soon as he turned around, I picked it up and dropped it off. That's so messed up. And like it just it'll sit in the water until it eventually oh. sinks. But yeah. There was another time too, we had uh one kid in our group and he was amazing. It was like my first real experience playing with you. Oh I'd yeah, say. yeah. And like this kid I remember was he was doing such like a great the job. Kids. They're they're re- they're really good, you know. What yeah. I mean? They want to learn. So. Yeah, and I always try to be extra nice to them because you can tell sometimes people have been kind of a little mean to them. I'm, I'll make the kids curse at other pirates. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's one particular time I remember uh, Jeff and I were out on the ship, kind of like watching it or something, and this other player we had, this guy was uh, attacking the the pirate fort or uh, the what was it called? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skelly, yeah, yeah. Uh, Skelly, Skelly Ford. Ford. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. I said Pirate Ford. But yeah, Skelly they're Ford. Pirates. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're, they're, they're both attacking it. And this kid, I'm watching him from the ship. 
and it's got this sort of center base that's kind of like a spire and he's he's starting to like fight his way out and there's pirates coming up from the beachhead just a horde of them and i remember he turns around and he screams so hard his mic like turn goes robotic and screeches and then his mic breaks yeah, he broke his mic by he broke his mic by like, screaming so loud. It almost sounded like when Neo touched the, touched the mirror in the Matrix, the first Matrix, and his voice becomes yeah. digitized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. It got super digitized, <laughs> and it scared the crap out of everyone, but made us laugh hysterically because of that. Then he messaged us both. He's like, "Mike's broke." Yeah. And then the next day, he was like, "He was like, I got a new mic." And oh uh, very, very cool kid. Uh, the people that we play with are usually pretty awesome. I mean, you oh, have yeah. to you have to screen them because I mean, people can always try to like mess you up what you have going on sabotage you but it's it's just super fun most it, you have some amazing experiences with random people and i just you don't really get that as much uh with a lot of the games the way they're structured today you it's know just especially cool with the party it put, system it puts too. you in like this random world with random people basically yep. you know what i mean and it's like it is a fight for survival but also it could be a new like friendship yeah, happening, new friendship you know I mean? new alliance they even have an emote you know for those that haven't played it they even have an emote where if you sort of gesture out to make a friend and they do it too It'll pop up on the screen that you can add one another. Yeah, it friends. sends a friend request. Yeah, it sends a friend via request via the game yeah. through an email. Super, super cool. Yeah, so. you could get some really cool experiences. Like just the other day, I w- uh, we had like a whole server-wide alliance. You can have six ships onto a server, and uh, basically we had all we had five, all but one ship in this yeah. whole server, which is you know pretty astounding, pretty rare to get. Definitely, all in alliance, to... all working together, all yeah. grinding out money for each other. And it was absolutely amazing. That's why you took that screenshot, right, of all the ships? Yeah, of all the ships. Yeah, yeah I remember I took seeing a screenshot that. Oh of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We probably, we, that's the best way to make money, and we were grinding out loot for hours yeah. and hours. I can't wait for the three of us to play it where we literally just mm-hmm. grind. It was awesome. You, I kind of had to shepherd people on, like, what specifically each ship should be doing, you know what I mean? Like, who had this many people? Like, oh, you, it's a sloop. They have two people. They should be doing something easy, whereas the brigs and galleons should be doing the harder stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But it's oh, absolutely amazing. amazing. Game. We can talk for a long time about yeah, it. Uh, absolutely amazing. My go it ahead. Had its no, before we do number one. Yes, I through the powers of deduction and the fact that you told me beforehand, we I'm pretty sure we have the same number. I was one. gonna say we should both just uh, yeah discuss. Now this. should we? Unless Jeff has the same number one, I think we should I let him not. go. You don't have number one. I do not. I have a number one, but I know oh. it's not. Your yeah, if you yeah. want to go, if you want to go for your number then one, because we we we're both ours, is the same. Yeah, you guys are gonna go back and forth, and it's a game I've hardly played exactly yeah. so, so all right i'll no, go ahead and do yeah, my number, one, number one my number one is also a pretty new game it's fallout 4 dude now, that's nice. your favorite game of all time oh yeah i didn't know i've that, had oh, oh, well it's like uh like 80 days played real you life have played days. A ton of it. so that's like several oh a couple thousand hours yeah. i guess uh i beat it i think four times you know uh played through you know met all the factions met all the characters pretty much discovered like 100 percent of all the locations i think i have almost all the achievements except for some of the dlc stuff but i've absolutely you bought it on both consoles i bought the yes and both like all the dlcs also separately as well i didn't even buy that so i've given them a lot of money but uh i absolutely adore that game and uh the I think it's I think it's absolutely amazing, and I that's probably that's how we I would say became friends. Really, yes, it's I remember I, I gave like, you a ride home one night. And I was work. like, I heard you talking about Fallout Four. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm playing through right now. Yeah, which yeah, Fallout Four is an awesome game. I, have, like, I know a lot. Much of, an encyclopedic knowledge of that game because yeah. of how much time I've spent there. Uh, the the settlement system, you know what I mean, and all the companions. I built them each. Their which own is awesome houses. because I used to think before I got to know you, that I was like, 
I don't care about this. I'm like, I can't, I don't care about the settlement stuff. I don't like it. And I still feel that way. But then you were like, oh, I love that. Yeah, I built contrast, contrast, and I was like, oh, so there's definitely like a crowd community for people. Oh yeah, that love my, that. my problem is I get way too into that stuff, and yeah. then I just kind of like get bored, and I don't finish the game. That's kind of that's kind of what happened with Skyrim with me too. Is I get like, it. There's a lot. You get sidetracked. Comes out, and it you get so sidetracked, and I start like I got my house, started decorating, you know, all, all that oh, stuff. Oh, Hearthfire or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hearthstone or, or Heart. No, Hearthstone is Hardfire. the game, isn't it? Hearthstone yeah. is the Blizzard game. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Hearthfire, yeah. Yeah, so once that stuff hits, like, it's so much fun, but then, like, I just move on. Yeah. For some reason, it just kind of, like, it kills it for me. No, I get I it. Know, but... I get it. A lot of the quality of life, like, things that they have, like that, you know? Oh, you can yeah. Just, you can build a community and stuff. You end up wanting to do that more than the quest, but it, it's cool that they have that option. Yeah, so, I did. I, sure. And I built and I, all eighteen communities, and I shepherd them to have at least uh, like twenty people in each by raising my max charisma all the time, and that was like my favorite awesome. thing to do. And I made thousands and thousands of caps. Always good by point, doing that. points in charisma. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. Um, like I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I just remember from the get go, I was super stoked that my character had a voiceover, and I get why people mm-hmm. don't like that. But because okay, because in one sense, like in Oblivion, I you know when I'm playing as a character, I have my own you know like your own voice in it in your head. You know, like as you're playing it, as you're reading the lines, you kind of yeah. read it in your own voice or whatever. Unless you're role playing. That or dialogue like, system had its flaws. So. Yeah, I think it has its problems. Like I think that if they can improve it and stuff, and maybe give you a couple options, like Dragon Age Inquisition, Inquisition. gives yep. you like three, at least three for each gender. Like I think that's cool. But I thought it was that's I thought a it was lot neat. Money, like though, I love just hitting the sarcastic too. option all the time. I remember yeah. that dude in in uh oh my god, I can't think of the town right now. I'm t- Diamond City and he was like, "Do you have, you know, Nuka-Cola? Nuka-Cola." And I hit sarcastic and then your guys like, "Drink some water." <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then one lady was saying something about uh I think about the uh, synths and stuff, and I said I had some sarcastic thing and talking about how I was like a synth. Maybe I was like, you never know. And she was like, oh my god, yeah, you know, and that like, girl, she's yeah. a shopkeeper, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so funny using the sarcastic responses in that game and seeing how they react. So yeah, I think one of my favorite moments is uh, in Good Neighbor. You can role play in a role playing game as a, a fictional character called the Sil- the Silver Shroud. Oh, yep. You wear his outfit and you go around, you know, like. You will know justice this day. Yeah. For you, I, don't the you silver the shroud. Yeah. <laughs> you have the Tommy gun even. Yeah, yeah. You have his gun and his oh. outfit and everything. Oh, so. I, that's the last time I played as I found that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you like what were your thoughts on Fallout 4? Oh, I, I, I still haven't beat that either. It's just one of those things where it's an open world. There's just so much to RPGs. do when I work too much, I guess. Yeah. But oh well, it's, my it's hard. Those those RPG open world games get harder to beat the older I get. I didn't have a job so. at the time, and I remember yeah. I the first day I bought it, and this is and all of this is because of Skyrim. Like I wouldn't have played Fallout Three or New Vegas or loved them as much as I do if it wasn't for Skyrim. Like for I sure. said, so. But Fallout Four, I remember the first day I bought it, I took it home and uh, I played it for most of the day. And my girlfriend uh, was like, put the kids to sleep. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm going to sleep. All right. And then she goes to sleep and then she wakes up and I'm still playing it. So it was like it was at least twenty hours. First time straight. Brian played it, he was on from morning until night, or yeah. I should say from night until like afternoon. Dude, I should it say does midday. that. It does that to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? And she was like, Are you still playing that? And I was like, No, I'm, I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a great game, dude. I can. I didn't know that that was your number one, but that's like that's my number cool. one. That's a, that's I beat it so many times. That makes experienced sense. Experienced all the different storylines. It's my favorite Fallout. I mean, cranny. I've only played. I played a good amount of Fallout Three. I played a little bit of New Vegas. I know New Vegas is the popular choice. Oh yeah, people, that's and I can see why. But that'd be my second favorite Fallout, 4, Fallout game. Yeah, for sure. Fallout Four. I just 
like like the like it got to the it's like it's like Skyrim versus Oblivion where Oblivion's like very regular it's like a typical RPG and then Skyrim is a bit more accessible so you know and then you get to, like Fallout Four has the dialogue system and just the, the combat I, shooting it combat, just everything flows yeah. a lot better yes yeah, so yeah. it's a lot more accessible but yeah uh, also all the different individual DLCs like uh, especially. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a wasteland workshop where you yep. could literally capture animals and raiders and people and make an arena and pit them against each other. Yeah. Uh, dude, absolutely amazing. Contraptions, being able to make like uh, Rube Goldberg-type machines and yep. stuff like that, you know, crazy mechanisms. And, oh, or absolutely. Just, uh, create, taking all your surplus steel and making them into lunchboxes and selling them for $20, 20 caps a piece, you know yeah. what I mean, as yep. opposed to one cent a piece, like made so much caps, you know what I mean? So many exploits you could, well, not really exploits, but just like different ways you could do things in that game and it's absolutely amazing. I love it, love it so yeah. much. Love no, it definitely. Nuka World, after I beat that it was... with my 18 settlements, going back as a raider and taking them over and then sending those raider parties to destroy the settlements you had built just to like be a bad guy, you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, you wanna... Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I actually wrapped up, I haven't told you this story, but just to wrap up my thoughts on that game, uh, I had just a really fun in universe way that I went out with that game after beating everything I saved the main story for last and then I moved on to the DLC stuff and I did the Nuka world last you go to this it's it's, it's an expansion so you go to a different part of the, the place and you do all this stuff and you're basically a bad dude doing bad stuff and I decided morality wise because story wise you find out this dude's your dad or I'm sorry this dude's your son and you know he's grown up and everything and after all that stuff kind of happened in my head I'm like in 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 character, I'm thinking he's just gonna. He has. This, he doesn't have a sense of purpose now. He's got like a death wish. Goes to Nuka World, falls in with some bad people. But I, you did the cooler thing. Whereas at the end of that DLC, I think I can't remember how you do it, but like you, you I wouldn't kill them all basically. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't kill, kill all, all the bad raiders. dudes. Like yeah. so, I united them and then it's I killed a park them all. Full of different, like three different raider yeah. factions, all bad people. And then once I was done with it, I went back to the to the uh, Commonwealth. Stripped off all my stuff that I'd been carrying throughout the entire game and got as unencumbered as I could. Get rid of all my stim packs, everything. Just got had a regular T-shirt and slacks on, and I had like one pistol, and I just walked out there and I fought people until I died. And I got taken down by a, a vetter bird. Bird, bird, yeah, yeah bird, bird, awesome. yeah. Thank you, yeah. That's amazing. And so that was just my way of. As soon as he died, I literally took a screenshot of him like there, and I just I paused the game. I got out. And I haven't gone back in. So he had an actual in-game death. Yeah. My ending, it's still like kind of open-ended. Uh, I have a, an enormous castle. I have like all of the collectible outfits on display on armor racks. You know what I mean? I don't Very know if cool. I ever showed you my you house. You show, yeah, I want to see that. Uh, yeah, I should, I should show you. I have like uh, twenty different kinds of unique power armor. Like every unique power armor I've collected. You know what I mean? Along with other custom ones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have this huge castle that I built with every like singular unique thing That's you can awesome, find in Joe. the game on display. And I'm trying to do that with Skyrim too, but. You know, like placing things, you know what I mean, and decorating your house. Oh, yeah. Like I said, oh I'm, I'm, gosh, a, I'm yeah. obsessed with that stuff, and that's why I love Fallout 4 so much, and I think that, like, that's why I don't, you know what I mean, over Skyrim, that's what makes it, like, no, way up it. there, you know what I mean? I want to, I'm sure you want the next Elder Scrolls to have that, but I take it to the next. I would love it, yeah. yes. I would oh, get absolutely that. love I it. I get that. Uh, yeah, I would love to take, like, explore their world that they created and pickpocket every little cute little thing and put it on display yeah, somewhere. Yeah, make it look all nice and shiny. Yeah, yeah, all these memories and all these cool little trinkets and stuff, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Great uh, choice, dude. That yeah. is a really good choice. Thank you, thank you. I know it has its criticisms, too. A lot oh, of I still think really it's, like that's it, my favorite one. I think even after, if I ever go back and play Fallout 3 in New Vegas and beat it just 100% through each one, 
I think I'm still going with Fallout 4. Yeah. I just I have such a I had such a good time in it. It was another game like Witcher and Dragon Age where it took me a while to beat. It's just RPGs now, but I want to finish them. And when I did, I was like, that that was awesome. My you only know? criticism I would say about that is the uh, the addition of the Creation Club and how they like rich, oh they kind of they messed they it ripped up off yeah. mod makers took their ideas and attached a price tag to them and sold it back that. to people. So I like that you can still use some of that stuff and now still gain achievements like you don't use. Well, you can do that on, like on PC. It has mods right. where you don't... Since I don't play on console, I like, like that. it. But that's fair. I think yeah. you're right. I, I think it's it's more bad than good. So yeah. I get it. I, yeah, I definitely yeah. get it. But overall, amazing game. Yeah, now it's your guys' turn for your number one. What's our favorite game of all time, Justin? Big Bumpin' from Burger King. <laughs> Great choice. That's an honorable mention for I'm sure. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's Sneak King. <laughs> Sneak King? No, it's Pocket Bike Racer. Come oh, on. I never actually played that one. What about oh. Chex Quest? Oh, the the best Doom game that was never an actual Doom game <laughs> yeah. ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, anyone, anyone that tries to debate... I, I, I recognize... Like the Doom games being amazing, I can't. I've only played Doom 2016. I've never played the original Dooms. I think I played Doom 2 maybe, but dude, Chex's Quest is amazing. Chex's Quest that is amazing. It's incredible how they took that game that was literally just its own. Like Star Wars Dark Forces is a Doom clone. You know they had a, it's a Doom oh, clone. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. best. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Well, thank you everybody for listening. That was our all our contents. <laughs> um, it's Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Made by developed by Bioware. Released in 2003, um, published by uh, LucasArts. So. And an Xbox exclusive. Uh, and PC. Was it on PC as well? It was yeah. eventually, wasn't it? Or was it I think it was. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just Xbox at first. I think it might have been both. But it was still. It wasn't on PlayStation. So, Yeah, man. Why, why is it your favorite? I believe it came out before Fable, maybe, possibly, or was it after Fable was two thousand and four, so I yeah I think it was two thousand and four. So yeah. I'm gonna check that out yeah. real quick while you're. I uh, believe Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic was the very first game mm-hmm. to have the good and evil system. And that that was the first be, for our experience, I think. It, I don't know if it was. I, I overall. think I think it was overall. I think I remember seeing something that on the back of the box. In fact, I can go fish for that that uh, that game, and see if it says that. But I, I do remember, is either that or Fable, but... It was 2004. Yep. So, so, we, we, so Fable came out after. Okay, so I think it was the very first game to do that. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. And there is, there's just so much in that game. I mean, it was, it was, it was before Mass Effect, of course. But you can see, like, Bioware's entire, um... Uh, their entire way of doing things like the three-party oh, system you. the the conversation system I, I i just kind of fell in love with that playing it as well as all these amazing characters and party members you have zalbar you have mission and you know Carthon nasty and how her and mission don't get along because he treats her like a kid and she's like i'm not a kid which is what every kid says yeah and <laughs> uh you know going all the way up to candorous and you know uh uh, his uh, the stories of like Mandalore and all these just just talking to them was amazing, getting them to play off each other was amazing, and the story itself was you know amazing. Yeah. Um, so much so I don't even want to go into like the big tw- you know you know spoiler that the tweet. Yeah. I don't want to talk. But about it had that. a big one. It did. Yeah. And it was. I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
when a character takes their mask off and it's just like, <gasps> like yeah, I I was so blown away. I I just I still to this day uh, have never come across. I mean, the only thing that comes close to that is maybe like. You know, Red Dead Redemption, where you know you you know you die and you you know you come back as the kid to get vengeance. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's in line with that, but nothing has ever surprised me like that before. Yeah, no, um, completely. Maybe completely as agree. maybe it was just me being like a thirteen year old kid that you know wasn't you know picking up all the clues, but they actually like show all the clues leading to everything. And um, it, I'm not a big fan of turn based fighting, but that game is my exception. Yeah. It, and, and, well, and, and it used back. it used the old D twenty system from I think D and D three point five I think oh. at the time. Really, like for their mechanics, yeah. dice rolls and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of yeah. games do. You yeah. Know, so going back and replaying with the combat though was great though because say you have like a room that has two entrances and there's a bunch of people inside. Well, you can split your party up. Yep. And play as another character and you can go and enter and fight and have them fight like a two front battle. Yep. And oh, yeah. I didn't. I just you know died so many times the first playthrough. When, you know, when I finally figured out the strategy of all that stuff, and like, I'd have one person be ranged and one person be like, you know, melee, and just have them, you know, like, you know, the person has a sword out, but he's also getting shot, so he's got no chance at this point, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it just there's so many amazing things, or even like just plant a plant a grenade or a, a, a mine outside of a room and then just run away. Yeah. Um, after you get their attention, they chase and. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of aggro them into it. Exactly. Yeah, that was great, dude. I. I feel the same way, dude. I had an amazing experience with it. My first introduction to it was in a magazine, and they were talking how you can make your own character, and it's supposed to be like 60 hours, and I was like, it was completely unbeknownst to me at a time that a game could be that big, you know? And I didn't have a concept of role-playing games, and mm-hmm. I, I just... It was same. really ahead of its time. It was. That aspect, yeah. yeah. And, and especially for Star Wars fandom, you know what I mean? Oh, it was huge. Make your own lightsaber, yeah. and uh, choose to become either... You know, a Jedi or a Sith, basically, and uh, like I said, the ending that we won't spoil or whatever. Yeah. You know, but uh, oh, the ending I don't mind, but the twist is the. Well, twist. it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's just say it. It's, it's 2003. Ah, it's 2003. Cool. I, I, I'm, I'm having my girl play through it right now. Oh, okay. She's, well, she's gonna listen to this for her sake. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, yeah. It would be respectful that. Okay. Right. But there's a cool twist, uh, and the ending's very satisfying too. But it makes you want a sequel, which there is one of. I don't like it as much personally, but it is very good. I respect anyone who likes it more because it's super dark, super philosophical, very interesting. But the first one is amazing. Uh, yes, so I went and got I remember I just pre-ordered it on the basis of it being a Star Wars game alone. <laughs> yeah. And then I got it, and I remember um, being in the car ride home, and I had the strategy guide as well, and I was flipping through it, and it gets to the the Undercity, the, of the sewers. Yeah, the Undercity of Terrace. And you're in the sewers, and like I remember just getting to that page, and I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna get this far, you know. And it just looked like there was so much, and I'm just thinking this game is gonna be impossibly difficult. I was just a teenager, didn't have any concept of the D20 system or just turn-based combat or an RPG, and I still managed to beat it, and it was amazing. The characters, it, I, I remember being so immersed in it that after I played it, it made me like consider like how I said things and how that has an impact on people and, and yeah. like how I can help and how I can like hurt, you know, because I remember I had a dark side playthrough after and that was so hard to do for me. <laughs> yeah, especially but, for you. Yeah, I especially agree. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And, but, but at the same time it was satisfying because it, things, people reacted super differently and it made me feel horrible and I was like, I like that game makes me feel that way. I didn't, I was used to playing movie licensed games by that, up to that point, pretty much in, in sports games. Mm-hmm. So, that was amazing. Uh, the characters were great. Um, 
Looking back, some of the stuff's dated, but even the dated aesthetics, like just on Terrace and you going Kashyyyk into the Shadowlands, Manon, that you just hear that violin. That, I was going to talk about yeah, that, like, how uh, isolated that feels and everything. And you you find that one like locker, and it's like there's noise coming from it. And there's a guy locked himself in there. Like, oh crazy. yeah, fishy fish, can't yep, get me fishy, fish. fishy, fishy, fishy. <laughs> and you can literally just you get the option to insert your lightsaber into the. I, mean, I want to oh, get really? the guy yeah. out, and you just you yeah, just, you can just do just that. Freaking stab him. Yep. Nice. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. Uh, and great combat, satisfying characters, and a aesthetics uh the humor was also very good and dude i also like uh, the dlc where you go to the i think it's a yavin a moon of yavin 4 and there's like a merchant there and it even had its own side quest like that was just kind of cool extra padding for it um man and, and you know what's crazy is in 2001 i think it was star wars galaxies released as an mmo and it was amazing for people. I didn't get to play it until it got changed, but then it got changed into this update that they just completely Jedi's. overhauled it. And they, well, you had Jedi's, but that was the issue: is you got started on this invisible quest line that you didn't know you were like sort of random, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you eventually get to be a Jedi, and then they have an update, or they had an expansion, and then the next day, if I'm not mistaken, it completely goes into an overhaul. A new game update, and it's you're you want you have all the classes. You could be a chef and a cook. I think it's you could just start out like that. Got condensed down to like six classes. One of them was Jedi. So all the time, all the people spent earning. I that. watched the video. Yeah, of how Jedi's destroyed that game, and yeah. I watched that whole video because I heard you were talking about it's it. You know what we haven't talked about that yet, but yeah, yeah. Dude. I watched that video, and that just sounds crazy. <laughs> It'd be like uh, if right now, if they released an update for Sea of Thieves, and it's like, oh, guess what? You can be a pilot right there. And yeah. It's like, oh, that didn't take thousands of hours of work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just, it, just oh, it sucked. But I, 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 this uh, one of the like supervisors at my my work, I heard a story about how he had played Galaxies, mm-hmm. gotten like a, a character to a Jedi at that point, and then actually like sold that. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, he found out the guy didn't actually like. Changed the passage or anything, so we just sold it again to somebody else. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so douchey. So that's messed up. But yeah, the soundtrack in that game was phenomenal. I still listen to it to this day. I use it in our RPG sessions at times. Um, yeah, it's it's just it, it's just an incredible game. I I love it. Like I said, it, it made it was the first game to make me think about my choices and my actions outside of work. So I get or not outside of work. I don't know why I said outside of work, but outside in of life. the game in life, it made me really contemplate that stuff and i remember even trying to act like a jedi and it was just i look back on that and i cringe it's one of those things you think of in the shower as you're washing your hair you're like oh god why do people remember when i try to talk like that but uh yeah it was it was over you don't want to remember this yeah right you know it's kind of like with mass effect did you like kind of like like you're talking to people after like playing that marathoning that game yeah just you see the wheel yeah yes well that's the thing too is i think for a lot of people i don't like i I think mass effect one's a great game but i also think it's kind of underwhelming in some ways that's my own personal opinion but i think it's a it's a great game but i think some of it also is attributed to that was people's first experience with that morality system and the light and dark side type stuff whereas ours was kotor so overall amazing game i love it so much still play it to this day i think about it so much there's that whole rumor uh, about a sort of reimagination of that, which I'm super excited for. It doesn't need to be tit for tat, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I just, I would love another game like that. Old Republic is cool. I definitely think it's fun. It's just not the same. But yeah. we're kind of going along on this. So I wanted to get real quick to honorable mentions. I feel like we can cycle through and then I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. So, Do you uh, want to go first? Or? Yeah, I was going to go first. I just have two uh, real quick. So. 
there is a ton of games on here. Yeah. Uh, but and I can't cover them all. Maybe another time. But uh, True Crime Streets of L.A. Nice. Oh yeah. Love that game. Absolutely. Uh, Super Walken part of that. Yeah, he was. And I remember yeah. the end of the game. There's a cutscene where your dude dances, like just starts to break dance, does a robot <laughs> and stuff, and it was. Super, super fun. Love that game. Enter the Matrix is my other yes. one. Yep. And I love that. Uh, just to say real quick, just to summarize, it was like part of the whole Matrix is like re- Matrix Reloaded's sort of multimedia event of like just all this stuff they had. Because I think, and I could be wrong, was Enter the Matrix, or uh, not, the, the Animatrix. Was that around that time or was that after, around Revolutions? I don't know. I think it was. I think that was later. Okay, that might have been later. But yeah, but it was it was supplemental to Matrix Reloaded, which is my favorite Matrix film. I think the first one's critically better. Second one's my favorite, though. And awesome game, Into the Matrix. Yes, and it just... I love yeah. how it, you play as Ghost, and I can't Naomi. think of Jada... Yeah, Naomi, thank you. And you just... It's actually them filming... They filmed their whole side of the story and just running along the walls and shooting and jumping. And yeah, it was fun. Path of Neo was a great game, too. Have a lot of great Kinda things to weird. say about that game. It's super weird fighting six-foot <laughs> ants. But, uh, it was good though. But Enter the Matrix was fun too. It even had the that the architect's hallway or whatever oh, yeah. it was, and you could just go down there into every room, and it was just amazing. Justin, what's yours? Uh, my uh, two honorable mentions are both from Machine Head Games. Uh, Wolfenstein Two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wolfenstein One. It didn't make my top ten because Wolfenstein Two like soured me oh, very okay. much on it. Um, amazing game. Wolfenstein: from, The New Order, to be correct. Yes, the not New the OG Order. stuff, but yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the old blood was really good as well. For sure. Or is, Wolfen- uh, is Wolfenstein the new one just called Wolfenstein? I uh, know it's called Wolfenstein the uh, two the new Colossus. The the first one though. Are you talking? Oh, the, yeah. the very first one was the very first first person shooter. No, I'm saying you're saying this new in this new the new, new Wolfenstein series. was it just called Wolfenstein? No, no it's called Wolfenstein. Part of that, it's part of that trilogy then. Yeah, Wolfenstein. There was a regular there was a Wolfenstein game that came out for like the 360. It was just yep. called Wolfenstein. Yeah. Which was also really okay. Cool. Yeah, that's its own thing. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, I, okay, I think okay, they yeah. recapped that, that with the Old Blood is what I was what I was told, which is like a prequel. To yep. That, but yeah. Yeah, and I played Old Blood. Uh, that yeah. was that was great. Yeah, he likes those games too. Um, so uh, the other one is also from uh, also from them, uh, Machine Head Games, which is uh, The Darkness. Oh, I, nice. I, dude, I rented Deep that. Cut. Yeah, I, I rented that game. Thing. Oh, that was gonna be stupid. Ugh, it's actually it's just, awesome. It was, and the more and more I played it, the more and more I was like, well, yeah, that's okay. And then eventually it's just, like, the end of the game, I was just, I loved it. Yeah. And I was so blown away. Like, I'd never done stuff like that in a video game before. You know, like, the, the ending is literally, like, the bad guy that, like, you know, he's, like, your uncle or something like that that killed your uh, your girlfriend. And, you know, the end of the game, like, the darkness is just, like, touch, you know, this, this demonic thing that's attached to you. Yeah. It's telling you to kill him. And if you do it, you know, you're, like, gone forever. Like, there's no... I don't know how to, like, end it without killing the guy. Yeah. And so you just do it, and it's just like, oh, well, I don't want to do it, but you end up doing it, and it's like, oh, my God, you're, you're, you're done, you know? It, it was it was just a, you know, revenge is kind of a bittersweet kind of uh, thing, you know? Oh, it's yeah. satisfying. I remember Eric playing it, loving it, and you could watch full episodes of Popeye. Yeah. On the TV. Same it was an entire girlfriend. movie, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. like, a whole hour-long segment where you could Definitely deep cut. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely a good list. What are yours, buddy? Okay, uh, we already talked about one a little bit, but uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, you actually got me on that, or when I first played it, I'm pretty sure you were okay. talking about it. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite RPGs ever. Game. Origins I, is my favorite, but I see why. I yeah, see why you yeah, love yeah, Inquisition yeah. more. I, I remember I had rented it and didn't really like it, but then after talking to you, like I rediscovered it, and then, like I think it's amazing. So yeah. I remember beating it, and it was super cool. Favorite then, party, party character? 
My favorite party character? Yeah. Um, definitely Cassandra. That's who. That's my romance great. option, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I really wanted to romance Sarah, but I couldn't if you're a male. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. So that's why I started to play as a female. Yep. Just so I could romance her. Because yeah. she's my favorite. Anyway, I had to uninstall it, though, because of time constraints. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the second honor of mention is uh, Resident Evil 7 in VR. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a life-changing experience, I would say. I first got my VR headset for the PlayStation 4, and when I tried it, mm-hmm. it was awesome i was super immersed it was terrifying legitimately because it has like 3d audio so people come up behind you you know what i mean you that's hear cool it. man it was absolutely like terrifying i remember like scary cowering in the corner to to hide from things and i got so freaked out that i had to stop playing and the next day i had to psych myself up like come on man you've got this <laughs> like to get back in there and, and yeah. finish it so i ended up finishing it off and then as soon as i did that i played it through again in one long session i think i beat it in like four hours so that's awesome but i was like running through it it, it is it's legitimately terrifying but it was super amazing super immersive vr experience so i write off all that yeah it. that's a good choice i was gonna say hellblade just came to my mind too oh yeah, yeah. Like, so many games so many games yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has been awesome doing this with each of you guys super cool uh i wasn't expecting our conversation to even run this long this is awesome so and i love it's funny going going through some of this, like, you mentioned, like, Turok, and, like, I started thinking about that 360 game, and I'm like, I really want to play that game again. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you mentioned yeah, Fable, yeah. and I'm like, I never did, like, play a lot of the Lost Chapters portions of stuff, Same. and, like, never beat Fable 2. I have those, but I kind of want to bump them up now. So, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for, for, for joining. If you guys like the show um, and want to hit us up anywhere, you can do so. We have a website at sacrediconhalo.com. Uh, on there, you can find information about our Discord that we have and also our Patreon page, um, as well as a Twitter at Sacred Icon Halo. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with Brian or I individually, you could do so at Brian's Bane and me at Jovial Joshi. Um, if you guys, uh, you know, definitely want to hear Jeff or Justin back on the show at some point, let us know, hit us up, and, and we will make that happen because it's so much fun uh, having different people on and talking and stuff like that. So. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, uh, guys. Again, really yeah. appreciate this. Thanks this was super me. fun. Yeah, thanks for having me as well. And as always, guys, you've been listening to the Sacred Icon Halo Podcast. Keep it sacred, guys. Peace. <laughs>